talked much at the beginning ever. You know what? Screw that. I don't like that. Hold on. Now clap. There you go. Then I'll hit this, and this will be the official start of Winners Take Y'all. Solid tambourine. Some of the best tambourine. I know these people. They had on light blue tuxedos. They better. When they recorded this. Yes. Welcome to Winners Take Y'all. This is it, man. We've got to go and get this out of the way because I don't want somebody to listen and go. Are you going to talk Moto? Who we got on the show? Like we spent 30 minutes. I hope we usually talk there's forever. A, there's a description. Forget. Yeah, there is a description if you guys are listening on uh, Spotify. But we've got Ricky Johnson tonight. Cooper Webb was going to do it again. But he goes, man, I'm at the Toyota signing. I'm, I'm, so Thursdays are rough now. Going into Supercross season, <laughs> Thursdays they tough. typically do. Their, and today's a Thursday. Yep. So that's usually super, the, the signing at somewhere. And then Friday's press day. And then they usually go and party and drink and just do cocaine just, on yeah. Friday. So then they got to rest and then and they got ready to go. Yeah. Go do their workouts Saturday, and lift so. weights. It helps you yes. sleep. Yeah. They lift weights early on Waiting Saturday. for staging for the yes. like heat. Big lift. They always say lift heavy day of the race. Isn't that what you've heard? Nick? I do. I take a bench with me everywhere I go. I just crank <laughs> out some. Hey, I, I got I, this carry on bench. It's yeah. pretty brutal carrying that 45 pound bar, but I'm 400 gonna, pounds. What do you normally carry? What's your carry-on weight when you fly Delta? When what he's got to do Do you max on race day? How much does that shit day? cost? I fill up one whole side of the carry-on thing. <laughs> and the, you're like, uh, sorry about your luck. Bins. I got to stay built. That's right. Nick goes, I don't care about your $50 per 50 pounds, bro. That's, yeah. How much is it each way? $500? Yeah. That's 250 pounds. Yeah. You need 250 pounds to get a good, yeah. uh, get a good That's party like pump, a good right? warm-up for Nick. Right. right. So, 250 So it's $250 each way in weight carry-ons that he travels with. Talking about bench press maxes. That's uh, we, good on race day. We got my buddy, longtime buddy, Jason Lanham, sitting in here. You can't really see him, but he's in the corner Stick of the shot. There. there you go. There you go. Oh, put your big head in there. There you go. Jason. And you talk about working out. When we were kids, man, we had a workbench on the side of my house, like Hell a yeah. fenced-in side Outside porch. Outside in the dirt? No. <laughs> no, it was on the side Straight porch. Up, the like, side porch had screen. Like prison style? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Out Get in the your workout on, bitch. Like, we're out in the yard. Like you know, Beach. They're out there like... <laughs> They saw one thing. They saw that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. that he's working out outside. They're like, fuck this. We got to do this. We're working out outside. So my next door neighbor was real nice looking. I cannot suggest this more. This is delightful. Red Bull like Blue? Blueberry. Yep. Okay. Tradition. Sorry. Anyway. So real good looking next door neighbor. And we're Jason's about to do some bench press. And he goes. What was his name? His name was Jason. The good looking no, guy good looking that you were working out Did for. I say guy? <laughs> the good looking girl next door. You, you just you kinda did just say I mean it, you kinda even you said it. it. The the dude next door What was his name? Tracy. His name was Tracy. Oh, oh there we and go. She was she, really nice Tracy looking. Plus. So Jason's like, he sees her coming out the door and he goes, Go ahead and throw on four twenty five. I think I'm ready. <laughs> Like, like, like she even 14, knows, dude. like she even knows, four twenty five versus two seventy five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a hundred a lot. We were yeah. we were fourteen years old, man. I'm just like we have four hundred twenty five pounds of those and it concrete. Jason. Oh, <laughs> oh he's just concrete choked. Yeah. Wait till she goes inside. Don't let it. Yeah, Jason used to have a brother. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked just like he was him a twin. Too. Yeah, yep. he looked he just did. like he him. lost him in a. I did the same thing. I was trying to uh, trying to impress Christina Haney. Christina, if you're listening, which dang <laughs> I, it, I, I of course she is. No, Christina yeah, Haney, blonde hair. Christina Haney lived in my neighborhood. Yeah, has, has an older sister and a younger sister. Yes, Alicia's her yeah. older sister. Oh my god! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> True story. Get she was a, she was a model. Yeah, cover of seventeen. Uh, yes, use seventeen. Yes. She also put her head through my windshield of my car. How did she end up your car? Long Come on. Story. No, <laughs> no. Let's talk about me. Yeah, Kevin. this guy. To, he just hijacked the story. I didn't even know he could You're hijack. Try, yeah, we didn't even know he knew somebody. And he's like, oh yeah, she wound up my car. Like what the. Dude. F- I was about to tell him how I tried to impress her, and he's like, good luck I mean, with that. she never mentioned you. <laughs> True story. She's out at the very end of my neighborhood, because I, I she's at the very end, and I see her out there. I'm like, oh, shit. So I, my dumb ass piles up rocks. I'm going to jump a pile of rocks. Just jump them. Just hit the rocks. Like, there's no ramp. This is just a pile of rocks on the asphalt out in front of my house. I hit that, and I have a scar where I flew off the bike, landed behind the tire, and the tire spins oh. and sucked my ball sack and my leg up into the triangle where you got their tire yeah, and your frame. I know exactly meat. where that spot and I'm is. I'm sitting on the tire and you go, just what little ball sack the I got? Seriously, balls, I've got a scar, a scar now. Imagine my leg is this big. It's this big whenever I, my leg was that big. So yeah, it was yeah. Half so my it's leg. most of your leg. Yeah. Holy cow! What an idiot! But did you like try to play it off or would you just lay in the ground? No. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, dude. That was. I went straight. That was freaking to e- ridiculous. To ER. I, I was mean, she impressed? She's like, wow, you're really tough. <laughs> you got like three feet of air that time. I forgot about that she probably lived near you. Yeah, she, she was really pale. You're losing a lot of blood. Yeah. It's right near your femoral artery now. Yeah, I know that. now like, that you how, know all these medical how terms. How dumb was that? She would have been so worth impressed. She was a hammer, bro. I don't know what that is. Don't say that. Uh, she was, she's uh, she got kids, man. Was she, I haven't talked to her in a long time. But. I don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's looking up. You ever seen uh, Meet the Fockers? He goes, yeah, she's a real tiger. And he starts looking up. Yeah, because he's got some image going on up here, right? Yeah, she's a real tiger. She's a tomcat. Yeah, a real tomcat. And he he actually looks up and goes, what are you looking at? I don't see anything up there. I built this whole Cool thing. Her sister, too, is a tomcat. Yes. (laughs) What? Stop, man. Please don't say on the same day. Wow. Now, her mom, that's a a weekend event there to give her. Jesus. That is funny as hell, dude. <laughs> Only Nick, though. That see, that's why. That's why Every we talk time. about Nick being sexy. <laughs> Jesus, dude. She was on the cut, like she was Miss Whatever rock star model. And I would ride to school with them every now and again. I'd try to think of something cool. Man, to say. what can I say right now? Hey, you- so did you watch the Falcons? <laughs> <laughs> Dork no. Central, dude. No, I was What in the world? I was in LA this weekend, idiot. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm thirteen. Yeah. I just flew in on my Learjet <laughs> in Charlie Brown Airport to get to school today. Yeah. You had no idea what you were up against. No. <laughs> I was like, I got her in my backyard. This is my neighborhood. It's it done deal. Didn't seem to add to up it didn't anything. Work. Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah. That dude. Probably one of my fa- two favorite stories. That one and launching your balls through the back <laughs> no, triangle of Nick. Just going, oh yeah, I knew her. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even want to hear your story. Sucks, I'm not dude. even going to give you Sucks, that. Sucks, We went to the beach together once. For cool man. <laughs> one night for a week. We went to the beach one night for a week. I think just once, maybe more than. I once, rifled but... through 19 models that weekend. Is probably what he's yeah. about to say here. And I think she Ms. was Hooters like number three. Yeah, Miss Hooters 84, Golden Gloves boxer as well. She's really real tomcat. That's 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 gnarly, man. So hey, man, this past weekend, <laughs> that mud race. Big fan of mud races. You guys digging that shit? Well, everybody no. hates it. 
and it's not fun, but historically, if we're talking motocross, I get there it. should Look, be some mud. Listen, yes. But stadium deals listen, totally what's different. what's the big sales pitch on Supercross? It's clean. That's what I've always heard. That's High why flying. They say moto won't work like in terms of numbers because it's dirty. It's, it's dirty, effort. It's hot. It's, it's this and that. Yeah. But that damn event right there, I haven't been to many races that were that probably wet and gross. The and fans whatever. stuck around. They did. Props that's to them. That's pretty surprising. I kind of embraced that race. When it was, you know what I mean? Like I was... At first, I was bummed, and I was like, you know what? Let's see what happens. And I, do you think Joe Shimoda stoked on that race? Just a splash of water <laughs> no, knocked his no. $150,000 HRC Honda out of, he's out of the mix It's now. cool. Done. Yeah, I lost my championship. God, just, <laughs> Over, probably like some $2 connector, that's right? Just a water, yeah, some water got Something. in. Off the start, his championship run lasted whatever, that first race plus feet. that. Yeah. Who prayed for rain? Who did a rain exactly. dance? AP, Barsha. Somebody's like, hey, uh, hey, uh. They're <laughs> out there doing all these dances. No questions were answered. Like I and look and I'm as old school as it gets in terms. Man, you don't change it. We don't race on Saturdays. We race on Sunday. Like moto, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. good with all that. I'm not that dude that's like get off my lawn. I'm the old school. Way. Supercross needs to be in a dome. Take that shit out of play. You know, this that's may, just I me, agree man. With that. This may be controversial. As long as you don't whatever. get rid of moto, and, yes, and we're not no, big about not. picking riders or whatever. And I, this is not a pick. This is just in my mind what I saw. But the only thing that's been answered is the last two weeks. Ken Roxon may have been the fastest guy there both times. Dude, time. and nobody probably will talk that about it. On the, he's <laughs> on the ground. Thing about it, the first he race, he came from the 20th to not 10th, whatever it was. Falls in the mud, comes to another good finish. And then goes from kickstart the bike to third when nobody else could pass anybody. Yep. And, and somehow he, he from, was the fastest guy on the track. I love it. It's a great story. He yeah. might not have the fastest lap times, but he was the fastest guy on the track both races. We just need him to not stall the bike when he hole shots. Yep. He, he, would he have lost two positions if he had an electric start? If he hadn't have st- stalled the bike uh, last week and he won. Yeah, I agree he won. He won that race. But would he, he have just lost two positions if he could have just pulled the clutch in and hit the button? And Oh, yeah. He may, have still, he may have won anyway if he had an electric start. No, I start. think he would have won. Yeah. I just think, with, uh, with electric start, what I'm saying. But, you know, he, he stalled it and he goes all the way to the back. Yes. And then, yeah, and then he still passed that many riders. Insane. Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan of the mud. Well, and I, as long as you don't let it go from moto. No, of course. Motocross is what it is. It's outdoors. It's two motos, whatever that, whatever Mother Supercross Nature brings. Supercross is almost a separate It's just sport. always been, that's what, it was always my understanding is this is why it works. This is why it's better than it's better, more of the TV package. Right, the TV stuff Well, the non-fans will right, show up. Right, the drive-by guys. Wait, yeah. They're not going in, in some field and God knows, you know, East Bumble to go yeah. watch two New motos. New Berlin, so. New York. Right. They're not going to get out there three hours. We don't watch anyway. We'll yeah. burn the couches what, ourselves. I don't know if it affects, like, the they ratings might have, to watch look, that show. I, I may mean, be all wrong. Night. The dudes at Feld may have been like, dude, we had fantastic ratings. Like, the drive-by. Could be. Like, that's what I'm they saying. They might have flown like by that and go, what the hell is they this? They might have had some ratings, but I bet you they, their costs are astronomical. Oh, the cleanup for that deal? Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. A, it impacts your turnout no matter what you say. If they lost 10% of the people yeah. sitting in them stands, that's the start. The cleanup, I, you know what? That man that's in charge of cleaning tough locks is still cleaning tough locks yeah, he's right still cleaning now. Tough blocks. That is a miserable job. And you'll see this all week that when all those riders show up for San Diego and their gear is going to be stained from all that mud. Yeah, because they don't get new gear. They just yeah. get that one jersey. Dude, know, I can remember racing mud races being like, well, this, well, this is cool. going to be muddy the rest of the year. This is my now. good jersey, man. Stupid. We went to Loretta's and we were like, Kyle, we got you another set of gear. He's like, what? Two yeah, sets of gear two sets. for six motos and th- th- two practices. Were y'all washing this in the creek? No, we had a hotel room. Oh, you had a hotel yeah. room. Okay. Yeah. But you're washing the gear every single day. Every night. Yeah. I'm sorry. Pressure hey, washing it first. Yep. Do that first, dry in the truck. And then, of course, we when we went up there in 93, our first trip, he 
Like his, he got, he raced a 500. It's me and him. Ke- me and him. Kevin's brother rode a KX 500 and a KX by a dude named Tank. Tank. 125 and 500. Yep. So that was our first trip to Loretta's was <laughs> me and him. Only the tools that we knew that we needed to You were like, okay, chain, I want to bind this front wheel. Well, yeah, we've already talked about that where I screwed him over <laughs> at a Society Hills, South Carolina. And oh, I thought that was at Loretta's no, when I you did had that the front at, wheel in a bind. No, it was at Society Hills. I was like, man, what are you, you riding so tense, man? Camp Coker, yeah. I V'd those forks in on that axle, and it was like, you could, it <laughs> These was compressed. Stiff, he was like, man, man, it's not right. I said, stop being a wuss, man. I know it's saying you don't like saying, stop being a bitch. And then he was like, I'm telling you, man. So I was like, all right, dude. And then when they undid it, the, the, the two fork legs went, and they straightened out. I was like, my bad, dude. I always thought better, tighter is better, dude. Yeah, I was tight yeah, till torque, I can't. son. Crank them babies down. It ain't going to come off on my watch. You That's know what true. I'm saying? Yeah. That wheel will yeah, not fell off. He's the on the bike. start no, line. He's at the gate, and Kevin's thinking in his head. That front wheel is on there, baby. Hey, baby, ain't coming <laughs> off. Lock tight this, bitch. But, yeah, so we happen. go to Loretta's, and we borrow my brother's 93 Ranger. We borrow our KX500 that we use for the area and the regional tank, our good friend. And Kyle had a 125, and my mom, they gave him another set of gear, gave us 200 bucks, said, go get them. Good luck, guys. Me 200 bucks. You That's better add about four she already had the She already had the hotel handled. Sign-ups already there, but, we're, like, you figure it out. Okay, so sign-ups and yeah, you entry just gotta, or the... Camping and all. You got one night at the old lickety skillet or whatever the hell up on the hill, the iron skillet, and that's it. You're eating McDonald's and you're you're burgering it out. We were we had no, we didn't have any. Like we had some friends, but there's like Shay Bentley and a few other people, but it was just me and him. But Shay was probably living pretty good, and y'all were. No, he was over there with us. Like he did not go to the Cowie pits. He was way back there. Oh, for real. In the in the right around the first turn where Walker and everybody else was. Was the 125 and the 500 the same year model? No, it was the 89 and the 93. Oh God! Yeah. yeah well, that, they weren't the going to change the five hundred. Yeah, anyway. the five hundred was the same. So yeah, the last few years okay. anyway. But. but that's a big difference in motorcycle. Yes. Shape. And I, I dude, my, since my house burned down, yes, if you haven't listened to the show, my house burnt to the ground. That's why we're at John's awesome places where our new studios are. I had a whole tray of VHSCs that I'm like, Christina, I've got, and it was on my mind. Like is I found a place in Woodstock been bothering you really bad. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. Like you've had. Yes, I've had these damn tapes, these VHSCs. I have. I have him and Clark Styles racing at the Georgia Dome where he beats him straight up. He beat, in man, and Clark Styles was bad. Yeah, in the C class, he was good. And Clark won a title. He won two titles that same year in the at C class. Same year we were there. Yes. Ah. So. So okay. So you had that on tape. I had that. I had uh, all the Loretta stuff, and mm. I, just his dejection when he goes. He was hyped. His last moto, he rode his ass off from way back. Ryan Turlecki's in there, won a title. Yeah. Clark Styles. And Kyle, a few other, obviously way better people, but he goes, so how did I get? He goes, I said, man, you got fifth. He goes, you freaking see, like he thought, he felt like he won that race. Yeah. Because when you get that far out and there's nobody around you, you're not way back slugging it out with those losers in 20th or whatever. He got a great start and he he suffered just as hard as the guy Hell yeah, dude. He was exhausted. I was stoked for him, but he was, his face was like, are you freaking serious? Did you look just like he, I could Feel what he I was felt. bummed out because I was filming it and whatever. I felt so bad for him, man. But, but it's just awesome like, to experience that, just me and him. Uh, yeah. That no, that's pretty pretty cool. pretty cool. You know, I don't have many. Uh, I've told you about my brother and the couple of races we went to. It was nothing like what y'all had. I mean, oh. you know, I it, you weren't ha- being attacked by your brother. No. No, no but I, like, so these tapes, <laughs> I mean, I, I had them on top of mind to go get them converted oh. so I could watch them. So, so That's you another, were thinking about yeah. getting them swapped to a yeah. modern, you know, track that you could really just. So pull you them up. lost all the footage 
all the footage of from any, Loretta's and everything. I had a I had my this camera set up on a back on my car while me and my buddies I hit record and we played basketball for two hours at age sixteen. I just I would love to know what that even looks like. I've never seen it. I'd like to see that. Never too. will I get. To we'll never it. get to see no. it, Nick. I, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm not okay. With it. <laughs> that's a memory that's gone forever. Right. And you know if you so when you experience. Things what are you like supposed this? to do to get over that? Like, how do you get through it? Well, my first thing that comes to mind is well, you got to find the root of it. The root, the root of, cause. The what? root cause of your sadness. It, it, if I had to go back and you trace back all through your life, you trace back to the things thing. that happened. It's always one thing. And it comes to one traumatic issue. Or and I one think probably. What would you say that traumatic issue would be, John? If, so, if if I had analyzed all of his counseling, I would put it squarely right in the center of a. Kawasaki KD80. I concur. The gayest motorcycle ever built. I concur. So that's he what caused my that. house to burn down. Well, yep. you, your dad's like, oh, this kid's not worthy. We'll give him a KD80. The kids get K. Everything ends in X's because you, you know what rhymes with gay? KD, KD. KD80. <laughs> you know what rhymes with sex? KX. Yes, KX. So KX, sex. you're getting sex. So you're getting gay with You KD. didn't know this, Kevin, and it's not your fault, but because of your degenerate motorcycle, you made different choices all the way through if i did not have that bike you're running parallel with the right course but you were on the wrong course. i was in the gay lane the sex lanes over here in the fast lane so nick if that's the root cause i mean how do you fix this moving forward you know really the only way to fix that most other problems that hit you in life is to uh ride more what'd you say ride more oh you, you need ride to ride more. more yeah so kevin you can't again. undo the strikes fact. again. Can't, you got to you got to accept the path. Fast Is there lane, an alternate universe the where sex lane. you could have had a KD80 and became the Gay MA Supercross champion? Was well, that possible? Yeah, we I'd, be about going, the, I'd be going to Gay in the Dirt. Yeah, he'd be. All that stuff. What if he was dominating? He's just like RJ, just gay as hell. <laughs> He's R, he's RJ the Gay Blade. He is JR. He is, man. He's the Gay Blade. I'm JR, y'all. He's just JR. Supercross. Yep. I love Supercross, guys. We go so high in the air over them pumps. Mm. Yeah, he's always talking about hitting the humps. I hit them turns. Dude, that hump hit back. I hit them curves. I had a guy come over to me one time at Talking Rock, I believe, in front of Kyle and Ken. If I told you all this story. Once, no, but I need to hear it. But he goes, man, comes up to me. He goes, man, how do you hit them curves so good? I'm like, okay. Curves. I said, these talk to them. These Dude. guys, Kyle, they were going, oh, yeah. Tell the them how you, how you hit those curves, you speedster. Mm, those curves. like, you're a queer. Like, what? Wait, were you actually riding on this Yeah, deck? we were all racing. Was he talking about too, your cornering ability? I think he got me confused with okay, cause two I'm like, fast guys behind me that rode the exact same bikes, basically the same numbers. <laughs> I'm like, if this clown, Hell if, no. if people are coming up to him, then we definitely need to you ride gotta find more. that guy, yes. Yeah, you got to sure. ride more. That's so it all comes back problem. to the KDA. Well, it doesn't for me and Nick. We didn't have one. I had a KX. Well, for me, that's what I'm saying. My problems all. And my KX did not lead to sex, though. So I think there's something about like. We both had still got to be sex. K sex eighties. And the gay D eighty is gay D eighty and the K sex eighty. That's so stupid. That is so dumb. I've never thought of that though. One twenty five. The K sex one twenty five. Kyle had a KX K sex K sex five hundred too. That's the big bore. That's the one. Yeah. That's what, the how big. much? How much can you possibly in the intercourse you're there? Like on a five hundred. It's a slow, uh, slow burn right? per minute. You know, it's got it's a big bore, so it don't move as fast. Hey John, why don't you hit those sponsors up, man? All the skins. Oh, we've the big got skins, a lot fam. of help. Oh, we start days. with 
Or fast house, right? Boom, you're wearing we'll a fast house, and you know you're not a sellout. You know no. you don't show no. up and start being no. one of these clowns talking about how all the help. No. You know, but but fast it's my house did beer company. help a lot. But yeah, for real. And I couldn't have done it without my good friends at Fast House with these great socks I have. But we're not sellouts. No, uh-uh. not at all. But nope. that does say Fast House on the bottom. God, those are the coolest socks ever. Very too. comfy. You know, Very. it's it's as if you know that. you wore a helmet skin for your foot. They make cool gear for a beer company. <laughs> yeah, we told that on last week's episode how Nick was buying gear, and the guy goes, "Man, you know how they started? They were a beer company man, they were a first. Beer company first. And they were like, hey, man, a, a natural progression of the company would be to segue into the motocross, motocross. gear. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an untapped Alcohol. market in the beer market. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah. Screaming in my ear on the phone. It's not. It's not. Stupid idiots. You can't let him think that. I just let him roll with yeah. it. So helmet skins, lever skins. That's the two most. That's yeah. the most famous in my mind. So famous that Kevin just always carries one around. I have yeah. one in my bag. Yeah, it's true story. Brilliant. Well, you never know when you're gonna pork rhino s- skins, pork skins, pork skins. I if some people are fans of pork skins, the guy was not a fan of you no. eating pork skins. No, on there's the a show. guy on uh, hit me up on Twitter was not pumped and said he's not gonna listen to the show again. I turned it around. We fixed Man, I ain't listening to you. Gonna keep crunching, crunching. pork skin. You're like that's a sponsor. I get paid to do. You know, that. like whenever the dude finishes the moto, like man, could have done about the guys at Monster. Like, uh, like you go up there and crack that pork skin. I couldn't have done this without that fireball, dude. How would that look at Loretta's? Like, just, a, just you don't get a swig of water straight, <laughs> straight to a pork skin. Hey man, give me the pork. Oh, skin I thought you were gonna say straight to fireball. No, straight to pork skin. What if you ate pork skins Jesus. and downed it with fireball? Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. just talking about how hot and dry on the podium. and you drink nothing. You just crunch <laughs> pork just, skins up. Just <laughs> the dust, dude. Yeah. I couldn't talk, swallow, no. nothing. It's just like it would just lock your mouth up. <laughs> just, I think that's what we do at our seized. XR race. Like when you come off the track, you have to immediately eat a pork skin. Eat a pork skin. Or Whoa. It, or just be like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these guys. And pork just, skin oh. and a mouthful of flour. They throw flour in your face <laughs> right as you ride off. Or vintage days, uh, VMDs when we finish the hair scramble. V- All you can do is Woo! just come in and get a mouthful of pork skin. That's hey, what I'm talking about. How, you know how just desperate you are for water? I could barely talk after that. And I was, I was relatively calm in my old age. But I still was going near my limit, you know, and... I don't know how you come off the track and just go ahead and get you a just big smoke one in shot pork of pork skins. That was yeah, fun. That, that was a fun track. That was really fun. And the, it was funny, though, because there were some people that were really past their limit. I don't, uh, that dude that hit the fence. I mean, he had to have been in fifth gear. Because, dude, it was just he was a yard sale of stuff. So and we need to finish, remind people everybody. People were just crossing the finish line and laying and falling down. Over. Falling over. Falling over. Yeah, what about that one guy like on the hour. KX125? He, like, crawled across the finish line. Yeah, there's three guys that fell and laid on each other. So I just want to highlight the races I feel like you guys should do. Like, if you haven't done some of these races, if you're up in, like, the Michigan area, do the Baja, Baja Brawl. Brawl. That is man. a blast of a race i think new england i've done that the new hampshire their regional is a, a cool race i think uh mx 40408 oh crap i'm blowing oh, it. it's up in maine or something it's 201 MX, 201 yep Ma- maine yeah up in maine that's a cool one and then any verb classic you can hit is awesome the gypsy tells 500 out in arizona looks like it's going to be awesome four-man teams or if you want to do it iron man style i would love to do that race it looks it dope doesn't it I've been to Mesquite. It's awesome. I can be talked into flying out. I don't want to drive out. How we get our Because we're going to have to go multiple times out west this year. I don't. How many? How many? How do we get our bikes out to Arizona? Robbie. (laughs) Nick's like, I have to pay that guy. Nick's got a guy named Robbie that works for Robbie's, uh, I think he's leaving me. No. Is he going to like Costa Rica or whatever he's No, he's going, I think he's going to like 
says he's going to work for this other repo company. Man, he's been there a long time. He has. Are you freaking out about that, no. or you're going to be okay? Yeah. <laughs> There's a, probably like... another more better version of Ravia that you probably have in mind. Okay, already. so yeah. so you feel like you could find another individual with a matching skill set or would, better. I wish him to grow. And yes. Yeah, yeah. It might be a better <laughs> opportunity for Ravia. So Nick's got a guy, Ravia, if you don't know, if you haven't listened to our show, he's got this guy. So Nick owns multiple car lots. Does repos of some of his cars that he has to get from this himself. Guy, he repos them on himself. Yeah, he'd go, come get this car. But yeah, Robbie is a jack of all trades. Just Robbie at three in the morning, I need you to drive to Arkansas and get a diving board off this pool. All right, man, I'm going. And, and like, when you get back, I want 10 inch subwoofers cut into the diving the board. Diving no board. problem, boss. I got you. <laughs> Actually, he just cuts them in and doesn't ask you. He's like, man, I put some subwoofers. I feel like that board. diving board is needed. Yeah. This. Yeah, He's that like, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> Man, like I spent just a little bit of time with him going down the day in the dirt, and it was full of well, the, the, it's not running just right yet, and the brakes are locking up on the trailer every time. We're this is a brand new Red Bull God. trailer, and them things down the interstate yep. every oh, time they were one hundred percent. You could, you you could touch, not adjust you them. Touch the brakes, they pulling into up. the gas station. That's every, when I just unplugged the trailer lights. I'm like, we're gonna have to risk it. It pushed. Hit. It was kind of pushy. So on the way down, the AC <laughs> goes out. Robbie has a massive toothache. COVID, I'll ride under the hood. I can COVID fix it hits. while we're driving. Yeah, and he's he's just a mess. He yeah. never he works so hard to get everybody down there and get all this shit going. Then his toothache almost blacks him out, so he misses the entire day. Wakes up at night, never saw a bike. Toothache and blacks saw, him out. Dude. Literally, literally ride. and literally never saw a bike ride. Got up that night, partied a little bit, and we had to leave the next morning because COVID hit. COVID hit. So. He goes, well, I didn't see shit. <laughs> Listen, Man. we went to the SEVMX. Race, not recently, right? Oh, an old one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, just the other day. Monster. The, the, yeah, Monster Mountain. And so Robbie is up when I'm leaving. And I said, I'm going to this race. You want to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Robbie's up. Like Robbie's just sleeping in his lot. room. Yeah, no, he, he lives, lives there. And he oh, he's at the car lot. So, yeah. okay. so he comes, goes with me, whatever. We get down there. You know, it takes them a while to get started at those vintage Yeah, see VMX. They're, not, they're yeah. cooking out. And they're like, y'all do want to race? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, I we better run a lap of practice. He's they slept. are the most relaxed. It's freaking don't even think about it. Practices at eight? No, it's not. It might be ten thirty. All the races again. What? <laughs> I bet I he's like, just like I've been never seen a dirt bike. Been to twelve of them. About the sound of a dirt bike that puts you puts, to sleep. There's you know, nothing good, about that. A good shitty running RM two fifty just puts him right Ooh. to sleep. Yeah, just knowing oh, that so carburetor's all clogged up. Yeah, man, you talk he woke about, up just in time to drive me home. That that was that was nice. That was nice. Yeah, I you raced, deserve that. Yeah, I raced like six motos. Six motos back to back to back to back. Yeah, you talk about locking up trailer brakes and stuff, man. One time, uh, the last national at Gatorback, me and this clown right here were going uh, to. We're pulling a trailer behind an S10 Blazer, and we're in traffic. It's pouring down rain, and. Uh, all of a sudden, you know how traffic sometimes will just take off and you think that's it? And well, then it don't. Well, we're like looking at each other and we're All just right, like, man, here we go. This finally, finally rolling, you know. Slow and, and out of the corner, he's in the passenger seat, I believe. And he looks over and he sees the panic on the people oh. beside us. <laughs> yeah. As he's realizing, oh like, oh my God. What the? Exactly. And dude, I locked that blazer up. My butt was off the seat, just and it barely stopped in time. Then brakes went to the floor. We got down there, and the trailer was covered in transmission fluid because we'd overheated the trans on the blazer. Hell yeah, you did. And then we get down there and ride practice, and Jason's like, "Hey man, this dude over here's got track figured out. Follow him." And I look at him and I go, 
That's Nick Way. Yeah, bro. He should have it figured out. <laughs> I can't keep up with this dude. Just like, follow that guy. That's super fast. But Cali he's got the track figured out. You got, you go, you'll go that fast if uh, you follow him. Good. He's got all tracks figured out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he's has got all, all of the good the tracks figured good out, point. man. Oh my gosh! The way you're talking about traffic, you think traffic's going and stopping? When we were going, we did the alligator enduro one year, and we were going to the airport to pick Kevin up, and we were in a motorhome, and we pulled out. <clears throat> from whatever, I mean, that alligator enduro was out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it's bike week, right? So <clears throat> we pull out, <clears throat> and there's this group like, I don't know, 25 Harleys pulling, like, cut over in our lane and pull in front of us, which is fine. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? It's not like I was like, hey, don't pull in front of me. I'm, I'm going to fight all I'm y'all. a dirt biker. <laughs> um, Dumbass. But anyway, so they thought traffic was going. So in turn, all I could hear was them getting on the gas, loud ass motorcycles. And so I'm getting on the gas too, talking to my to my buddy Larry, like I'm looking at him. We're talking about something, and all of a sudden I hear shit <laughs> screech. <laughs> I'm That's in this motorhome, and I'm standing on the like ass out of the seat, both feet on the brakes, and I barely stop. I was like. Until I was like, I nearly killed like 25 people. What if you just, just ran there. over all them Harleys? Like dude. all fucking any which way but loose style. Just yeah. All <laughs> smoke in the, the black, I think it was the Black Widow. That's right, Fred. What do you do when you see a Black Widow? I step on it and squish it. Yeah. <laughs> Watch that move, yeah. That's a bad feeling, though, when your butt's off the seat. Because uh, at that uh, point, you're standing like, on the brakes. Is it going to stop or Especially not? when you're... In something that doesn't stop well, right? Or, you to know. begin with, yeah, yeah, and you're just praying it'll perform. So that's day in the dirt. You need to do that. You need to do that Gypsy Tales race. You need to do Mammoth, which you've done it. Nick's talking about doing it this year. So I mean, it's those a are great. Race. We're going it. to Mammoth. I go every year. I'm, I'll be there no matter what. Are we racing it? Yeah, hell yeah. God, I need to do something. I need We're to get going. in shape. You know what? Bring your vintage stuff. Rounds I think you'd have a lot of fun with it. It's part of the the. Uh, it's part of the vet terrible. stuff anyway. No, no, your mid vintage stuff. The two stroke. Yeah, eighty stuff. Oh, uh, just the thought of having to jet because Rhett's one twenty five. They... Hear him like it's it's the we've talked about this for <laughs> everything to do I with motorcycles. I man. know, but well. We'll take it there early. We'll let, we'll see if Twisted Development will dial you. They'll in. dial me in. They did Husky did dial in Rets one twenty five, and it worked yeah, man, just like all, it should. Yeah, you know? they know what they're doing up there. And then when I got done with the motos, I took it back. They sw- switched everything back. We see never, how cool is that? Never missed a beat. We said that ninety five CR to them. Let them get it. It's forty four hours <laughs> of driving or something though. That's the Holy problem. I just want to fly in. I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to be lazy, but there's I'm supposed to ride a lot of stuff out I west. I mean, it's pretty lazy for you not to want to drive right. 44 hours. <laughs> yeah, you're lazy for you not, <laughs> like, like not to drive work. all his shit over there. You're lazy yeah. in hell for him Dude. to fly. I'm, I'm the one hiring Robbie. He had to I fly. Forget, I should have told you. I have to be at the airport two hours early. Yeah, dude. Yes. <laughs> two yeah. hour, two of those 44 hours, I will be at, driving to the airport. Sitting at the airport at the gate. Do you know Stupid. how bad that sucks? It's Father's <laughs> Day, man. <laughs> oh, so, how do we get our stuff out there? What, Kyle did it on some clapped out rental or something. What, what did he ride? Uh, he rode some Myron Suzuki. Short hooked him up with the uh, Bar X Suzuki. And the foot pegs are bent down. It was some Costa Rican national champions bike from the 90s. <laughs> I'm kidding. They dialed it in for him, too. They got Fast House hooked him up with a set of gears. Some, uh, See, you know, none some of that extremely tight I, fast house. Did you, I was about to say. My last name is he not He gave Kelly. it to me. He told me he outgrew it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was. Yeah, this is like the athletic cut, I believe. <laughs> European we don't cut, need if you will. that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Nick does. We don't. I've worn that gear a hundred times awesome. in the last year. Hey, got the whole shot. He got the whole shot over Ty Davis. Yeah, couple people, man. Let a lap. That was bad to the let bone. a lap in the thirty 
five or 40, 40 pro. Yeah. And then he just said, whoop, I'm good. Yeah. I don't blame him, dude. Can you just ship a bike? Yeah. Or there's people out there that'll get us a motorcycle. We okay. just need to call. I mean, how far is Grant Langston's dealership from there? Five, uh, five hours. Well, see, to me, that's fine. I could fly to there. We rent a truck and then we drive to Mammoth because you can't. What are you going to get a bike? You going to rent one? Does he rent them? No, I just think he could find us one. I think he could help. I mean, I'm not saying he can. I'm just saying I think he could. There are there are people. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to pay. Oh, do we get? A, I mean, 44 hours of driving is worth something. I mean, well, that's, that's expensive. Yeah. That's so what I'm 80 bucks I spent eight thousand dollars in fuel that year. I went to to Mammoth and back. Eight eight thousand three hundred dollars in fuel. You could have shipped. Everything out there. Yeah, in but, a I mean, container. I was gone for five weeks though. So right now, you had a bigger. I had purpose. a big old trip, yeah, and that's fine. He but went, that was just the just the drive just there the in the back, pulling like pulling How a much camper. Eight thousand three hundred dollars. How do parents do? I like think about all these kids that are running really down the road. Do like, that's how much you spent, really. Mm-hmm. But I was insane. pulling a fifth wheel. I theoretically, I would never pull a camper coast to coast again. I mean, when I got back, dude, there was just interior siding just like where does this four by eight sheet go it just beats it up huh? and then you're just sitting there with like you got self-tapping screws and you're like i guess Hope i don't hit a electrical and you just start screwing the thing back together man that, so it says you can ship a motorcycle across to california for three hundred dollars yeah oh. that's a little bit cheaper because i had eight thousand three hundred dollars yeah. Or so we, dude, we built a me. container when I told you when we did this for for um, Red Bull, we built a literal container. I put six CRF fifties helmets, the whole deal, five hundred bucks each way for six motorcycles, gear 50s. like yeah. I, granted, they're fifties, yeah, but, but still, you've seen how when they ship shit they overseas, they take up room to strap them. They'll all strap down. that thing down and put a whole bike in there with all their shit and just throw it DHL container for chill, yeah. Like, you build that bitch out and put four Everything. bikes. I mean, we could put the big bikes, all the, your gear, your toolboxes. Well, if we go out there, cans. we really need to. Ride something else. Yeah. There's a million miles of trail right near Mammoth. Right on it. I just couldn't get up the nerve to ride beat out sand whoops for 20 miles from June Lake to Mammoth. It's not that bad. It's a uh, it's, it's manicured. That's their uh, snowmobile that, trail. Yeah, that particular time, though, it what, was whooped out pretty oh, you bad. Did? Okay. Because yeah. I, I was like, I'm not I've driven that a million times. I'm like, man, I want to do that because it looks so it damn looks fun. fun. Yeah. I it mean, would be fun. Then we, you would just weigh out. We could just buy something we get there and sell it before we leave. That's more of Nick's move right there. This guy, I mean, he's a car Buy salesman. the bike, and then we can sign it back to Langston Motorsport. Man, yeah. it's like it didn't run worth shit. I don't need to return this, sir. It's got three it's got motos at elevation hours at 8, on it. feet, man. Like, this thing's pretty rough. Yeah, it's... Huh. She ran a, a winner's lead. take y'all signature series. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can yeah. we'll let We'll 10 over retail. We won't ask no questions. Yeah, we won't say a word, man. You could probably ship something out there. I would like to. I, man, that was hard. That or was buy a, something and ship it back. I thought about it one that's time. That's not a bad plan. Either. I thought about buying. Like, you buy, I mean, what about a, a trailer and just ship a trailer? And then when you get there, you have your truck, hook it to the trailer. Yeah, you buy, rock you and take roll. your rental truck and hook it right to your trailer. It's not a bad idea. With all your shit and you already got your trailer and all, I mean, all your stuff. Uh, it's cool. You know, this is, it's cool that we're planning this. You could probably get the, a trailer shipped out there, if, like with your bikes in it for a thousand bucks each way. Yeah. Something like that. Somebody's listening like, man, Somebody's like, these stupid have. idiots. Like, why well, we don't they do plan that. this what on if, their off time? <laughs> right, why we got to Can we do, can we, I, I was in Cabo uh, last weekend, and the whole time I was there, all I could think about was riding. So because close. There was so much, because on the Baja Peninsula. Yeah. And then there's so many, that's the first vacation I've been on ever probably, 
where I actually saw people riding dirt bikes. You might have so saw my buddy, Michael Adenick, listens to our show, worked for Red Bull, has a house in Mammoth and in Southern California. He just did. Started in San Diego, just got back Cabo. all the way. Uh, he did 1,100 miles there and back and whatever. He knows the whole route. Yeah, there are places in Cabo. We went and rode four-wheelers, and um, it, it was so funny. I watched the video. They show you a video to teach you how to ride a four-wheeler and shift gears and stuff. So Here's I, Donnie Banks showing you how I to hit very, the turns. I was very attentive <laughs> during curves, that video. The curves. But <laughs> the funny thing about it, the video was like a homemade video they made there at the place. And They're like, come on, stars, move in here too. Hold on. And he said, El Cuatro Wheeler. <laughs> and you start out in fourth in first gear, and then you when it's time to shift, you know, because the four wheeler. Oh, he said that? <laughs> yeah. Oh Where's God. that me, video, me, dude? Me. It was awesome. Dude, I would love to have when that the video. motor is going ring, ring, ring. It is time to press upon the shift dude, lever. I have to play all this video, and I know this is it kind was of so cool. It don't matter how janky. Do I can always tell a story. The guy was like, so you got it? You ride the bike? And I was like, yeah, I think. I, hey, think. I wish he knew who you were. We were prob- we probably no, got That's it. even better, man. Just let just, just go with it. Just keep trying to teach Nick. Mm. I'll tell you what he did do, though, because he kept turning around to see if we were still back there. And, of course, I You're was like, on, he's doing wheelies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was on his ass He's standing up with the wheelie. I had my wheelies. wife on the back, right? And so we'd go around a corner, and I'm getting the ass end out, you know? And so I think he figured out that we were that obviously we could keep up with him a ride. ride. Yeah. Okay, you go ahead. We deal back with these people. Yeah. Hey, he took us. It was only us, right? It was just two of us. Wow, oh, that's good. One. And so he took us off. I took the your trail. wife for a special ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. We exactly. go to a like he. There's two in this El big Grande. huge. It was all yeah. sand. This these two big figure eights with like eight foot sandburns. Oh, oh big burns! It was like fun as hell. Right? Oh, it was like Skyview Drive, man. I and remember those like, big old burns. The yes. sandiest, like Acatillo. This is the closest version. Oh. And you're you're like we and were twitch literally is like going sick. around those figure eights, like sideways, like you know, like a NASCAR track. Yeah, you're leaned up on the wall. It. Yeah, it was cool. Stuff that was, was giving it hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen to this video. This is you might have seen. I put it on Instagram today. If you don't follow us on our Instagram. Winners you take should. y'all. Winners you take should. y'all. But here's a th- listen to Larry Huffman announcing this race with Eric Kehoe oh, this and is the Jeff best. Ward. Man. Just listen. Wheel of Warning wobble around like a stripper in the San Diego night spot. Boy, he's all over the track. <laughs> like a stripper, stripper in the San Diego this, night this spot. This is on TV. This yeah, is it's on pretty everything. Awesome. Like that they back let anything go. wiggling around like a stripper, stripper in the San, San Diego, Diego nightclub. I wonder if we could go back and check the schedule and see if that Tampa race was right after San Diego. Because of the strippers? Yeah. That's a stripper. That's on his mind. But if he was in Tampa, how Mons he, Venus was. Yeah, Mons was Venus was, that was right in the. Prime of Mons. Dude, they got away with saying all kinds of stuff. I mean, Kevin knows about the the Ricky Johnson race in uh, in Europe. Yep. Uh, Dutch, the Dutch motocross did master. We, oh we have, did you ever get to telling everybody that Ricky Johnson's going to be on tonight? Oh, no, yes. he did. He said. I did, but I, I want to make sure. Got, I thought we, we kind of got sidetracked. Yeah. yeah, we do have Ricky. Hopefully, I've texted him. He was on a boat last on time, a boat. so it's it's Dude, touch and go, bro. I, <laughs> but uh, he, he better be here. I mean, dang. So I I was watching. This is what I remember early on. Whenever I used to make not make fun, but my little announcer type uh, voice I would do or whatever. But watching that race, the Masters of Motocross. Look it up from nineteen eighty seven. 
It's in uh, some Dutch wherever Holland. Holland, yeah. And dude, the English the English um, announcer is so Europe pro European. He's biased. And it, but I mean, I'm an American, so I just like I took it that angle. Like he well, thought we were so little and what dumb. year are we talking? Eighty like, seven. Okay, so eighty seven. They still kind of had a. They were still a handle yeah, well, on yeah, some European we were, moto. There were still some. We moments. were the dudes. We were the dudes, but it was it was they were still clean. Yeah, but to there those. were still some moments because they right. has historically been number yes. one. They but, thought we'd just been lucky for the last six five, straight years. <laughs> but the announcer was much like uh, yeah, it was, it was much like Paul Mullen. But he belittled not really, but I've made I've like a Saturday Night Live skit. I've it basically always gets evolved better. into that, and it's like. Oh, the Americans, they can't reference the metric system. They'll use the much easier to decipher English version. It's three feet is the de- uh, deficit, deficit between first and second place. But then he's he's going in and out of, uh, oh, there's Pedro Tractor. And he's Pedro Tractor. Yes. And then, but if but, you watch it, Ricky's like, oh, the American champion, Ricky Carmichael. And there's no. Davey Strybos. And he's so, <laughs> he says, every time. Oh, the American name is real blah. Yes, yes. And Ricky, the multi-time champion. And then you have Jackie Vimon. <laughs> and he's so hyped up for that. And it just. He almost whispers <sighs> the European names. Yes. But listen, when he when it gets to the first turn of the final. Because all, has to all the Americans crow, won. Right? Like it's Mickey Diamond won. And then. Uh, I but RJ did. RJ won his heat race. Yeah, he won his heat. Did he? I thought he did. Yeah, he did. He he won, he won it going away, and uh, then Gabor's won his, and he was the he was the second, and then there's the two the two the two European world champions, Jackie Vermont, and then uh, John Vandenberg, Pedro Tractor, and then the American uh, Mickey Diamond, Rick, <laughs> Rick Johnson. But he goes, oh, in the first turn, Ricky Johnson is down. There's no way he can come back from such an insurmountable lead. He's just laying. He knows it it's impossible. Dude, Ricky's in the bike. He's old school. Got sucked in to a guy's tire, and he's like on the ground, laying in the laying first there turn with a leg, and like you in it. the backyard, jumping that rock pile. Correct with my ball sack. And Eric yes. Gabor's is one two with him. I think Pedro Tractor are one and, and two. And Gabor's is no joke. Gone. Right? Yeah. And this this is a wicked ass track. They they go up on this velodrome looking concrete. It's about eighty degrees, and then it's got a concrete up to green astroturf up into the stands. It's wicked as shit. And it's uh, the, and that thing's as tight as these chairs. There's certain p- parts of this racetrack that are six feet wide. Oh my god! And dude, and oh, with 18 laps to go, there's Ricky Karma or Ricky Johnson in 18th place, and your leader. Oh, anyway, he's so hyped up on their leader, but he look. knows that N- Ricky cannot. Catch there's no him. way he can come up. Yeah, from such an insurmountable deficit, and he. Some he reeled every one of those dudes off. I want to ask Ricky about that race. Yeah, I do too. It's hilarious. It wasn't the one. Um, it's in a stadium. Yeah, but it wasn't that. Uh, it's not the Veronica Beach race. What, no, what was the speed? Um, fast cross. No, Separating. that's in, Yeah, that's in Sweden or something. Maybe Italy. I don't. I thought it was Separati. Yeah, was you Italian might because Larry Ward always won that the fast cross. You know, it's amazing though for that like. For you to come back from 18th place like that, dead last and, against some world champions, current we were, world champions. Yeah. Yes, and. And they're on Stribos, factory bikes. Gabor, we were dominating them every time we got, you know, the donations. Yeah. Just dominating. And you can't say this was like, oh, well, you know, he's a Supercross specialist. Dude, that track was not. It was a weird-ass, tight, But how did they ass. get that much faster than, like, dude? I don't know. That's what I always wonder. How can you just all of a sudden just be picking dudes Just off? our country. Like, it's not just like, here. It's not like basketball because – Nobody in Europe was playing basketball like with the Dream Team. You know what I mean? Like they've they, done it. They've even they've even the field. They, now. They like have all now. the Europeans are yeah. good. Europeans, boxing, everything's even with 
Uh, you know, all, mm-hmm. all that. But I blame that on the then, internet, son. But that's like, not look up how to scrub. And yeah. then now they scrubbing like the best of us. <laughs> so it's all those how-to videos on YouTube. And they got, yeah. But how did they get so much faster than those guys for that those Dude, they looked like total novices for years, and they'd be 500 world champs. And you're just like, that guy looks so dumb. And now it's like, oh, yeah. Did they just Watch that guy resist DeWolf putting kid, their elbows wanna, up? Like yes. They're like, they, we're, elbows we're down. No, for arrow. Arrow. You know, even in the 90s, like their boxers still look like, yes. yeah, what are you saying? Yeah, I'll, I'll punch you. And, uh, you <laughs> I'll know, give you one of these here. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do some fancy footwork on a guy. Yeah, do some calisthenics in between uh, us. <laughs> 1912. Yeah, that's so perfect. Yeah, come on, come on. Put a little one of these and I'm followed up with one of these. Larry Holmes is like, I'll fuck you up, man. I'm about to beat your ass. Like, it was life or death. That's how they won. That's how they fought. That's how they fought. That's how we, that's the same thing. Oh, yeah, see, I'm going to give you the one, two, and I'm going to do some fancy footwork. Try to do a little dancing on the floor. Right in the kisser. Right in the kisser. I give it to them right in the kisser. Oh, that's good. So I guess basically Ricky's ditched us. I hope not. He's maybe he's on a boat. I bet he's having to work on a boat. That's what <laughs> that's what life Boats comes and back to. All right. Well, listen. If that's how it's going to be, I'll tell you a story. So uh, Amanda's grandmother dies, Ooh. and she lives in Ohio. Recently? And, no, no? it's a couple years ago. Probably okay. ten years ago. Now. I just didn't know she died at Mid Ohio, man. Yeah, she died at Mid Ohio. I just wanted to know if I needed to send flowers or not. No, I don't send the flowers. Really weird now. It'd be real weird. She so died 14 years ago. <laughs> they, It's a Catholic funeral. And I don't know anything about Catholic stuff, right? Because I grew up Baptist, man. They didn't. I don't know about all the trends and not trends, but like. Uh, How every, old were you? Every, I don't know, man. It's like 10 years ago. I was probably 40, 38. Okay. I was just, I was making, you said it was Catholic. I was making sure you were safe. Oh, I was safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was safe. So we go, and I'm already a little uncomfortable because I don't know all the traditions and the rituals that go on in a, in a Catholic church, and there's a lot of them. So they're like, hey, we need you to be a pallbearer. And I'm just going, oh, my gosh, man, of all the places where I got to be a pallbearer, not a good idea because there's a million traditions you're supposed to know, and I don't know any of them. You know, I'm all like, I only know, I'm from the <laughs> South. I only know being a huckleberry. Right. Huckleberry. Huck. Yes. Coming in, huh? <laughs> Huckleberry. Huckleberry. We'll explain that. You understand that, right? I do. I understand okay. it. So, yeah. So, they're like, no, no, you can do it. You can do it. Cousin Shane over here, he's from Texas. You can talk to him. And I'm like, Shane, dude, I don't know anything about all this. He goes, me neither, dude. We're screwed. Just follow like, their leads, man. Yeah. So, they're saying follow their leads. So, at this point, I have had a six-year-old with a cold for like three to five months. Little kids always be getting sick and stuff, you know? <laughs> so that means I've had a cold for this long, too, because they keep giving it to me. Well, this priest running the the funeral service is sick as junk, dude. He's coughing and sneezing. He's, like, you know, sniffing, snorting, like, making all these sounds. I'm looking at the guy, and I'm just like, dang, he's sick, man. And I'm finally well after, like, months of having whatever the kids gave me. me. They're like, hey, we got to take communion. And I'm going... Well, I'm not going up there. Well, the whole row stands up, and there ain't room for me. I have to. We're go. all drinking after each other. I kind of yes. Let's so do this. I start going. The com- the priest takes communion first, and they don't give you a new glass, dude. He just drinks out of it. COVID communion. Yeah. So I'm looking at it's this in guy. God's hands now. You just take a drink, and I'm just like, 
You can actually skip the wine if you want, but you're taking that little, they, that they call crack. it a host. Is that unleavened bread? Yeah, they call it a host. Take the host. You, you didn't, they didn't say toast? <laughs> they didn't say take your toast. Well, if you're Catholic, you know which hand goes on top. You hold your both hands out together. One's supposed to be on top. Undoubtedly, I did it wrong. He hands me the, he hands me the little piece of bread. I turn, fake it like I put it in my mouth. That's what happens right there from yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. So I I fake like I put it in my mouth, but I put it in my pocket. I'm, I saw that. Yeah, you're I'm not, not getting yeah, away with nothing, exactly. dude. No, I'm not. He's watching. So the rest of that church service or funeral service. That priest never left his, let his eyes leave mine. He stared me down, and like people were turning around at the rows in front of us, like, "What the? What is he, what is he looking, looking at, at back there?" You know, and so did he yell at you? When like? it's time to leave, we get up, and I and we us six have to grab the the casket. The priest leaves first, and he's waiting at the end of the rows. Well, I'm in the middle on one side, and I'm rolling the casket. Well, when I get to him, dude, he grabs my hand. And he was like some construction worker-looking priest. Hey, how old are you again? 38, 40. Did I you mean, look, little boy? No. Wow. But he grabs my arm you, as we're going by, and he yanks me up to his ear. You know, or to, He goes, did you consume that host? Well, I've never heard it called a host. So I'm like, what? Was Meanwhile, he a peaky fucking blinder? <laughs> did you say... You should have went. What the fuck? Did you say toast? Toast or host? So meanwhile, the casket's still moving. Keep fucking Cousin walking. Shane is behind me. His his toes are hitting my heels because this priest's got to hold my arm. And dude, he's squeezing as if he's getting paid by the foot pound of torque, you know? <laughs> he's just holding on. He's like, I go, what did you say? And he goes, did you consume that host? And I'm like, what is did he saying? Did you consume the host? host. So I'm like, look, man. Yes is the answer you're looking for. So yes. Well then I'm whatever getting... it takes for you to let me the <laughs> let fuck go. go so he lets Can we go. drop this body right here. We're gonna do you this. know I said yes. So now it's on me. I'm the one going to burn in hell for lying in church. <laughs> Except that we're still in church and we were heading towards the threshold. So I'm like reaching my pocket, eat that thing before I cross. The, <laughs> Look at him while you're doing before it. Before I cross the threshold, that way I didn't lie in church. And I get outside and cousin Shane's like. And he's from Texas, but he's lived in New York now because he's he's in Ohio for the funeral, but he lives in New York. He's like, dude, what was that guy saying to you, man? Why was he holding on to you so tight? I almost dropped the casket. You know, because his was, arms are Can you scold me out. later, dude? I was going to jack him. Jesus, no man. one believed it. They're just like, there's no way this priest did that to you. And I'm like, dude, look at the bruises There's surveillance cameras somewhere of you just getting this the hell squeezed out of This had my elbow like. Just clenched and would not let me go, man. I mean, what if I drop that casket? And they slot and they out. roll right out in the middle of the floor. Yeah, I'll just over a piece of toast. We fighting over toast, man. Yeah. Dude, let me go. Yeah. Jeez, so whatever dick. you do, I mean, everybody that's had little bitty kids remembers when they were sick all the time. You know, they start school. Well, they catch a cold. Whatever. I mean, I was over it. In your defense, Did he you probably got he probably got his cold from a little boy too. Yeah, we yes. all know how that one. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> hey, one thing one thing Nick said last week <laughs> that's in relation to that. You know, you were your guy was out there digging through the fire and he finds the the grandmother's pearls. My the wife's best pearls. thing Nick ever said was the less you know about your grandmother's pearl necklace, the better <laughs> the you are. I, I caught that. He, so freaking perfect. He yeah. didn't even smile or no, nothing. He, he just says dead, it. Because I was serious. Hello. I wasn't making jokes. I never make jokes. 
Yep. So yeah, what they say, say don't don't kiss your grandma on your dad's birthday. Like <laughs> you don't want it on your grandfather's birthday. Yeah, no, don't. You don't want to do that. I had That's a friend, bad. him and his son. He had a teenage son, and they were like jawing each other. We were actually going to a Falcons game, and we're in the car, and they're like picking at each other on the way back. You know, they had a little a relationship where they would just, you know, be like, Rubbing. "Shut up, bitch!" And they'd always be getting on each other. And uh, <laughs> the dad told the son, son was like seventeen. He's like. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be going around kissing your mom in the mouth anytime soon either. <laughs> Jesus, oh. dude. That's gnarly. That is heavy. The kid just got quiet. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, I'm scared. He, he was old enough to know what it meant. Yeah, he's old he, enough to know. He wasn't real happy about it. All right, tell me, uh, do we need to go to Nick with a line of questioning? No, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna ring up Ricky Johnson real quick. Let's just make I it mean, do you think you should? Yeah, it's 8 o'clock. I know a guy. Well, that would have been nice to know. I'm thinking he's ditched us. The whole time you're like, I don't know, man. RJ, very aloof. We don't know if he's. We yeah. don't think he likes us. We I mean, that's all, how we should all be naked doing the thinker pose, like him in the box. Set. I, I can't know. look as good as him, dude. Looked, I do have hair like cut short. Yeah, he looked good then, didn't he? Yeah, he's that's ripped. Pimp, yeah. And Dungey tried to redo that. What's or going something? on with this? Shouldn't. Ugh. This is what happens. Dungey tried it. Dungey did redid the pose. I used to like Dungey when he would do his Target thing. He never said he was sponsored by Target, but every time he got it. Just hold his hand he'd up. Give yeah. it, he'd give I, the Iron Man pose with the thing in his face. You hello? Know? Why is this not working? Are you connected to RJ? I mean, it says I am. I'm going <sighs> to. So when it rained like hell the other day, I thought Prado was going to win that race. Just because it was just mud, I was like, if Prado gets a start, he's going to win. You know, he won they that also, heat race. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's impressive. But he, they say he's not that great in the mud. That's weird. They freaking look good in that heat race. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's that, dude, that dude's got talent, though. You, you know, think? I mean, he's world champion. A little bit, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, he's going to adapt to Supercross better than people. Well, he's got one more mud race to do it before he heads back Does he, over. Is he heading home? Does he have to ride some of those uh, national series before yeah, the GPs? I don't know what their schedule. I just know it's like three or four at the most or something. I was Yeah, I was thinking they start in March, and he's going to be home in time for February. So I was guessing he's going to ride some Spanish. How many countries do they go to? I mean, they go to South America and all kinds of yeah. shit, right? Like they they hit some weird markets. Mexico. Yeah, they went to Dubai one time too, right? And I think they do that because they sell Qatar, the hell out of Qatar, scooters and stuff there. India. Yeah. And because you're like, there's no Supercross fans here. Why are we here? But I believe they sell motorcycles. Yeah, man, yeah and they probably get so many people. Like you have a, like the suit one. Did they go to? They go to like Mexico City or something. I don't, I don't know. And you know that place would be packed. I remember some GP one time. There was nobody there, and Paul Malin's announcing it, and he's like, he could never say the crowd goes wild or nothing because <laughs> there was no noise. There was no people at all. It was just a track, and you just like, there's nobody there. You could just see it. the whole place was empty. Ricardo's really cheering. Who's Ricardo is doing he's, very well. He's the one guy. He's the guy that came. Paul Malin was the up. one this year. You know, he announces the GP single-handedly most of the time. One guy announced all day long. We should send Kevin to Europe to TV. Help him. Could you imagine Kevin in Europe and just immediately hit him with a dang accent? You That's know? right. All right. I'm going to call another number. 
We'll try that. Oh, that's serious. <laughs> Kevin, now. that would be awesome to get Kevin with some Southern twang and Europe pronouncing their race. Can't yeah. understand I mean, what you're saying, mate. <laughs> it doesn't, we have there. We have foreign guys announcing our that's races. That's all, Mitch. Come around that curve wide open, Paul. <laughs> take it away. If they're going to have Bloody a foreign hell, guy, mate. Back to you, Paul. Have a foreign guy announce our races. Is this man We're saying. sending Kevin to you. That would be sweet because they do. They right. put us over here with these Lee Diffies. And it's the, the hey, man, I love I Lee Diffie. Lee Diffie, dude. I, I love Lee Diffie. I'm not dogging Lee Diffie. I love you too, and I think you'd be great. Yeah, Europe. we're sending you to Europe. No. You'd be like, "Hey, son, bitch, have that place strung out." <laughs> It'll be uh, Jason Thomas does. He does some of those. Of course, yeah, he's good. no, he doesn't. We're just coming up with this is for the right, idea for the fun, right? And so, the, yeah, Kevin, we're not buying plane tickets. Dang, I thought we were going to Europe. I thought we were going to Europe. <laughs> I'd love you. Take it away, Paul. Hell, if you can do any better than that, I'll be good luck surprised. with that bullshit, Mike Toss, <laughs> Paul. Paul, P-A-W. Paul, what you think about old boy in second place? A fire like 500. Boy, he's killing it, ain't he? <laughs> That's all, Mitch. Come around that first curve. A wide ice open, brother. This crowd, is, this crowd is yelling. Hell yeah. God, though, Marty knows. Y'all ever seen That's anything? what our mud bog announcer used to do. This crowd, Papa yeah. Smurf, he would do, How many damn Chevrolet fans we got up in here today? <laughs> What about them four? Let's give it to devil, son. He'd say, give it to devil. Give it to devil. He'd go, my shot guys, is what he'd say. Literally, is our mud bog. I guarantee you, he sounded just like that. Did my I, shot guys. Did I ever tell y'all, or we, did we talk about this in the show, that I won a trophy at y'all's mud bog? One you day? have talked about <laughs> that But before. for what? For mud bogging, baby. With what? Uh, oh, uh, you drove somebody else's yeah, truck. Yeah, I drove right, a guy. Let's try this one. Not ten. Right. John and I just talk amongst ourselves. To yeah, we don't care out. what you're doing, Kevin. Nine, five, one. Don't four, get blow six, out his number. One. You go. Hey, Ricky Johnson didn't pay his phone. Everybody should call him. Cash app him some money for his phone real quick. No, he's he just said WhatsApp me or. Oh. You're going to, have to Facebook Messenger call. I cannot do that. That'll be good. I'm, right, right, I, I'm not Bluetooth right. to the thing, dog. <sighs> Man, I get. I have one childhood friend. Who is a huge RJ fan? Here we go. We're ringing. I couldn't even get this to work a minute ago, so we're good. I really had a million RJ fan friends. I really was because I was a Ward guy and he was beating Ward's ass. Well, I always had to be the Wardy guy too because I had a KX80. Me too. KX80. All right. We did it. You you successfully worked your way through to my lair. You've got a lot of built-in security get to get through, RJ. Yep. We got. We finally got you yeah, locked you know, in. <laughs> we got a team of hackers you know here working. <laughs> well, you know how it is. You know all that money. All that money from Winter's Day Golf. Then I, I bought this huge, huge castle. <laughs> you were great California. in that movie too, by the way. Dude, we we. Ta- I was literally going to hit you up with some Winter's Take Y'all stuff, and I told you in one of my messages that we have, not to let the cat out of the bag. We're going to get one of those dudes from that movie on our show. And David, we had David Bailey on a few weeks ago, and he was talking about, and I'll let you kind of tell your version of how that all happened. You were already over there doing some filming, and David was at the hotel, and he said, hey, man, you called him and asked him to come over and join you. Yeah, well, it was it was crazy because it all happened at the race. And so I, there's, a, there's a couple of cameo shots of that. I, one of them, I came out of a shitter, and I'm walking <laughs> across, and I see the guy, I can't remember the actor's name, it was Rick Mellon. It was really cool. Like we all hung out and talked, and you know, because a bunch of those guys weren't became famous later, but weren't at the time. 
anyhow, I, I just all of a sudden you don't really see me walk out of the bathroom, but you see me walk by and I walk, I walk right through the middle of the whole shot and I <laughs> high five them. <laughs> I keep walking. Like, Cause I'm just like, you know, Hey, what's up, bro? Just we're talking and doing stuff. And then, then if you watch the interview, what was great is, is so during one of the things they, they have the fake camera. So they're filming us being filmed. And, and so, uh, I'm talking about, yeah, you know, I feel good about tonight and this and that. And I start going, and, you know, you really got to watch out for the Team NAMI guys. They're, and, like, you look at Bailey's face like, what the, what the hell are you talking about? You know? Like, <laughs> the hell? And, and I just I just totally rolled it off in there. And then Steve Lawler, a friend of mine, did a lot of the, the stunts, um, crashing that, that crazy bike that was supposed to be the Rick Mellon machine. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah, and and Bailey talked about the fact that he goes. Uh, Rick says you can come over, but you're probably not going to get paid. And David said, I think I got paid, and they didn't get paid or something. Yeah, like that. you you thought for sure David was going to get screwed, but he ended up getting the check. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I never got paid. That's that's you what need he, to hit Bailey up. Yeah, he's got your can, money. I think yeah. get some of that back. I mean, he said he mailed your check to his house and he cashed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get we get we get. Uh, Steph, what was the last royalty check for Supercross the movie? Oh my gosh! Like eighty-five cents. I was going to say, I mean, it's down in the pennies. That cost him more to mail it. I would love to have that though. Oh, it was pennies, man. I, I get, I, it's like nothing. So, like somewhere in some country, someone watched it on Netflix or something like that. Oh, hold on, so we got it right here. Yeah, here it is. Mail, mail RJ. One check. for nine. One for ninety-four cents. Wait, you actually have a check? For- Dude, dude, I have a check. Put that, put that thing on eBay, and I, be, I bet you make a hundred dollars in a second on that check. John would pay a hundred bucks. I, I would pay you. I need that. I would pay you a hundred dollars to have that in our studio. Yeah, that would look bitch. That'd be sweet. Dude. I'll frame it, and send it to you. A ninety-four dude. cent check, man. Uh, yes. All right, make it one twenty-five then. <laughs> if you're gonna frame it, I mean, we owe you something, right? Right. Yeah. Dude, that'd be I would yeah that, that's that, pretty dope. <laughs> that's that's memorabilia. Yeah, get those things, dig all that stuff up. You can make money off those. So yeah, yeah. So Bailey, we kind of convinced him that when he's telling old race stories, he needs to throw in, you know, man, I had to race RJ and I had to race, you know, Wardy and Rick Mellon and 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 we kind of <laughs> said, hey Bailey, you should do this. And by the end of the show, yes, he was like, talking about some of the guys, man. <laughs> he, goes, it down. he goes, I just never forget that Colorado round and Mellon was just dialed in that day. And I'm like, dude, he he was so good. <laughs> and he didn't laugh. Or no, anything. he was he just so dead. It. It, it was great. It was awesome. I'm so happy. I to- think the the best the best part of Winners Take All is Carl in the blue corner. Carl, dude, everybody, babe, you know how hard AKA, this place is. AKA. Like his acting, he's over there acting all pissed off, like a perfect blonde headed, snobby, <laughs> social boyfriend. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, dude, Brock, you just, you just got your perfect part. I'm playing Rick Johnson. So it's easy <laughs> for me because I'm playing me, you know, but you, you, I think, I think you need to get a, a blue Corvette. <laughs> and who drives a blue Corvette down the dirt road to go find their babe? I mean, like, that, I mean, surely. Well, the funny thing about that is that Brock was a, does. Of that course he does. does. That was his part in the movie, and they never like it. I, I, when I saw the movie years ago, I thought there's going to be a twist where Brock is going. I mean, he's a great yeah. motocross. Like, he's going to wind up on a motorcycle. He's never a motorcross somewhere. guy. Yeah, they, never, they never even say he's just that some he's a jerk boyfriend. Yeah, yeah Mr. He's like, GQ. He's like a doctor or something. Yeah. yeah. What was he? He was like a, an amateur surfer or something like that. With that, that hair, for hey, sure. Shish. 
with that oh. hair. You know he was. Oh, that's <laughs> well, no, classic, he's, he's, man. He was too. He was too. He was too pretty. He was too yeah. pretty to be a motocross guy. Golden boy, man. Hey, do, <laughs> hey, we're coming back up on the uh, your last race ever, and I was doing a little bit of research today, and it was of course San Diego, and watching some of your videos and you talking about how you at the time you weren't sure, but you kind of felt like it might be your last race ever, and like how hard that must have been. Like you, you even said it, man. You were physically. Locked in, like you, your body, everything was so perfect except your damn wrist. Yeah, I did one more race after that over in, in Japan, which I can't believe they they actually put a Supercross in right in the middle of our Supercross season. That seems so bizarre. Um, like I couldn't imagine that being wouldn't happen today. Now. I mean, you had a national well, in between your series was, too. It was. Yeah, we, when we did Paris, and honestly, we did the first Paris Supercross not to have an ADD moment, but we did the first Paris Supercross after Daytona. God, uh in 84 so weird like and who the hell would let that happen now these guys these guys go oh god no i can't i can't look at a uh, off-road bike that might mess me up for my supercross <laughs> right you know so, so they're a little too sensitive but no when this was the last race um uh, american round and I mean, I tried everything. I mean, I, I ended up having a lot of problems with my intestines and guts and stuff like that from the anti-inflammatories that I was taking trying to, to make it work, and it just didn't work. And it was it was the first time in my life that an injury didn't heal because, I mean, I, I broke other stuff and poured myself up pretty good. Uh, broke my navicular of my left wrist and in the, you know, in the middle of the 125 national season and and raced in four weeks so it wasn't uh, it, that it just uh it happened so severely it it wasn't going to heal and when it did and i pushed it too soon so you know people go oh, it's technology today could you you know would it be okay and i said yeah if i wasn't a dipshit and wanted to rip my pins out as soon as i could i actually forced the dog i don't need the pins get them out you know i don't i don't like them and uh and the everything was compromised i started riding too soon and and um i screwed myself so yeah but yeah it, 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 it it's part of my life i it, the good thing is is that i can talk about it um i don't it, it's just it was it was part of my journey you yeah. know and and i don't like it when when people go oh but you could have won so much more well how much more would have hannah would have won how much more oh, would have sure. bailey won you know if they, bailey didn't get hurt he really, really good chance. He would have been yeah. the 87 Supercross champion for sure. and maybe 88, maybe 89. I, we don't know that. Nope. So it's, you know, it, it is what it is. And, and the one that, you know, the whole thing with, you know, the greatest of all time and all that, that's all bullshit because <laughs> we all, we all were great at our time. And that's that. You were Just, the greatest you know, in the world at your peak. Yeah. I mean, that's an yeah. awesome thing to have. Hey, tell me about that. No, it, the motocross, uh, the Masters of Motocross. I was just watching that the day, and I love it's the. It's in Holland. It's in Holland think. on that crazy hybrid yeah. track with the grass. I know you know what I'm talking Ricky about. Ricky knows immediately. But like, yeah, yeah, but listening to that announcer, he's like, oh, there's Ricky. He's down, and good bulls is out front, ladies and gentlemen, the European champion. He is so hyped yeah. up for those guys. And he goes, oh, and here comes Master Johnson. Is. <laughs> Somehow appeared on the screen with Mr. Gavolas, and it's, whoa. How did you do that, Ricky? How did you come from so far so back dumb. and just run them down? Well, well, that so it's like the Coliseum, you know. You, you kind of, it sounds kind of weird, but you kind of go out of body. You, you're doing shit that you don't even think you're doing. Or you don't, you don't have, you're not, not conscious of it because 
I I took off and I just was I'm just gonna just went wide open. I never even thought about getting tired. I never thought about crashing again. I I just was going, and then all of a sudden, because when I took off, I was over half a lap down. I was way 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 back because I got sucked into that guy's back wheel. Yeah. Someone hit me, knocked you know high sided me into the guy. It's not I like just you just about fell over. My, no, you just no, it's like right about the time my ass. Yeah, yeah, right about the time my ass hit the ground, I hit his back tire and it sucked me into the wheel. And then you see me punching him in the back, going like, like hey. "Let off!" Because he's going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." And he's like, "Oh shit!" Grabbing gears on RJ. Like, this tire's not hooking up on not, your back. Like, oh. Yeah, my nuts Damn. are wrapped around your spokes. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So then when I took off, I just kept going, kept going, and then Gabor's I think got complacent, and then all of a sudden here I come. And then <laughs> Mickey Diamond, kind of, Mickey might have been hungover from the night before chasing girls over there, and but yeah, no, it was it was a, it was a cool race, and it was those are the kind of races that are cool because you have nothing to lose. You just you're like, well, I'm already in last place. Let let her rip. Same thing with the Coliseum in eighty in eighty seven. You know, just gotta just gotta give it a hundred or no eighty eighty yeah eighty seven. I got knocked down the first turn. Yeah. Machine gave me a show. Yeah. Hey, that one the race, I, I guess you and Bailey, the what was it, 86, uh, Anaheim, Anaheim, the greatest yeah. of all time. They all talk about it. Dude, yeah. that uh, the, what needs to be talked about is how you should have ate shit with, I guess, Keith Bowen, because he hit the deck so <laughs> damn hard, and you smashed in, and you no, had nowhere to go. It was, it was You were doing 85 miles Burnworth. an hour. Scott Burnworth? Burnworth okay. Yeah. He hit the deck like a damn ton of bricks. Well, he, he's about a buck 40, and I'm a buck 85. That so, um, you know, I'm coming off the jump, and he actually, if you watch him, oh, you took him out. I'm like, watch the video, man, because he's arcing towards me, and I saw him coming, and, and I'm like, we're going to hit just about the same time as we hit the ground, Ugh. and I don't want to be in his hand. I don't want to be hooking handlebars Heck, with man. a whole group of behind us. So as he as, as he's coming, uh, you see me lean away, and then as we get close, I I lean go. into him and give him, a, I give him a shoulder. I just go shoulder to shoulder, and 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 the big block won on that one. But see, I did it to him the week before. At I, I I smoked him out of the way at a Golden State race too. So he was pretty pissed. And so on. we just did this. We just did my my Ricky Johnson Lucky Thirteen ride. Yep. So we 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 capped it with David Bailey and I, which you're gonna we're gonna start releasing some footage. Sat down and watched the whole 1986 race together. We've never done that. Sweet. For for obvious for obvious reasons, because more important things in life were taking place than a race. You know, David got hurt, and you know the 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 next year, and and so we're not going to talk about it then. And and during the time during the, all that other stuff, we're not going to talk about it because. I'm trying to win the the Supercross championship. He's trying to win the Supercross championship. We're both trying to win outdoor championships and all that stuff. So it was never done. But we sat and talked about it. And uh, when I got it behind Brewworth, I was a little tentative because honestly, if if I got smoked that hard for a second weekend in a row, I'd have ghost rode my bike in the guy, <laughs> aka me. Yeah. So I was like, man, I better be careful now because third time <laughs> if i if i crash him again yeah uh you know he's gonna he's gonna just he's gonna i've known we've known each other almost our whole lives he's gonna try to kill me so yeah. i just I, I was tentative for a little bit and, but david would have won anyway so but it was a great race we, we 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 watched how much we went back and forth and he credits me for the for bringing the race to it because every time he passed me i just shot right back by him but he he's he's to forget that he would just pass right back by me again too <laughs> yeah. so 
um it was it was awesome there were some tears shed there was a lot of great things and we talked about him we didn't end it on a low thing we talked about the injury we talked about his beautiful wife Jean and how she supported him and then yep. we um I finished it with his him winning the 2000 Ironman I Heck mean because yeah. I was with I, we saw each other the first time he watched it live in 1988 oh. and I was just over there with my then girlfriend now wife Steph and I remember watching it. I made jokes about how, how hard it was to be a spectator. I had to get up so early and how far I had to walk to get my coffee. And then I had to stand around my feet on the asphalt all day. It's exhausting, bro. It, it was exhausting to watch that, but, but no, it, it was, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful night and I will never forget it. And I'll get some of that stuff up on, uh, on my Instagram on the Ricky Johnson. And then also on future rides and stuff. If anyone wants to check it, check it out or they can contact me through, rickyjohnson.com well that so I, there I you go to, kevin kelly i plugged my stuff yeah no i wanted you to well, do that. i want to talk about it a little bit more can you so you did that the lucky 13 but you have another one coming with wardy right are you doing yeah, another? we're gonna we're gonna put I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna push this one because i couldn't get the tickets that i wanted okay so honestly uh tomorrow i'm gonna announce that that i because literally i, I went to order them a week later and all I could get was nosebleed. Okay. And you know, and I and, and for mine, I want more of a premium deal. So I have Wardy online. I have uh, I have other things online, and I want to make my rides different. For I want to do a couple of things. One is I want to get people stoked on riding. Yep. You know, I talked to Jeff Stan and Damon Bradshaw, who I, who I race trophy trucks against now, and they both say the same thing as I do, that I enjoy going out on a country road and just cruising. I don't need to be hauling ass. I fucking race, excuse me. I race <laughs> motocross for a living and put my life on a line. Right. I don't need to go out there and do single track and airs, bird shit and blah, blah, blah. I want to just go ride, yeah. but I'm still using my hands and my feet and I'm enjoying it. And, and, uh, everybody feels the same way. Stanton feels the same. He's got his awesome program with Jeff Stanton adventures up in Michigan, Michigan yep. and Damon Bradshaw is doing stuff with Yamaha. Okay. I unfortunately can't get a manufacturer to get behind me yet, but they'll find out they shortly. Will. Yeah. So, so we're going to do stuff that's going to add to it. So for the lucky first lucky 13 ride we just took 13 people yeah take us through we that were, day what was that tell us what it was like for someone who paid for that and and went with you what how did it go what did the day consist of so, so how it came about was scott cox who's like a big brother to me we were, we've been talking to bmw and they had the release of the 1300 coming out and as you guys know number 13 kind of whipped my ass yeah. in my career <laughs> that's right and amongst other things I and mean, a bunch of other riders did um so he says, you know, why don't we do something with the release of the, the 1300? Well, it got it got into this thing with the missions thing. They, they couldn't release sell bikes and released it. So that all got held up. So we got, we did 13 riders, and we did a two-day event. And what they did is we, we, uh, they, we picked them up in the morning, took them to Blackmore Ranch, which is here in Southern California. It's like the epitome of yeah. an unbelievable – check out blackmoreranch.com. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, we, we got everybody on their bikes. We went for a 185-mile ride, went to Julian, had lunch, brought them back. I uh, took them down to the desert. So we, we, we toured all through SoCal. Then we came back. We got to Blackmore Ranch, and we put on uh, 86 Anaheim. And David Bailey was there, oh, God. so we Epic, so we man. watched the whole we watched we watched the whole thing, and they had us mic. I I forgot that they had us mic, and us watching. <laughs> you'll you'll see some footage of us talking back and forth. He's like, oh, I thought 
I thought you'd be pissed because I brake checked you. I'm like, no, I was actually trying to ram you to get your back wheel out of the rut. But <laughs> I, I, I didn't hit you hard enough. And so, and then we, then we talked about the race. We talked about our lives, you know, how we've met and how we, what, what I knew of him, what he thought mm -hmm. of me when we were young, us racing together at Team Honda, how it was working with Dave Arnold and Team Honda. And there were probably 40 people total in the room. And it, you could hear a pin drop, which was bitching because if it was, if there were 200 people, there'd be some jackass in the background telling some story or doing this or doing that. So well, it was like, handled you RJ. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, so, but then the next day picked him up, talked to the guys at Feld. They, they uh, graciously hooked us up with a track walk and uh pit tour. So I walked him around. We saw Dean, Dean Wilson and some other guys and we talked, uh, saw Lars and, introduced the guys to different people and then went up to our reserve seats, watched the race, talked about everything and then hit in and out burger on the way home and smashed a double, double. And, and that was that, but no, it's, it, the idea is to give them a little peek behind the curtain, you know, of yeah. what, of that. So if it's, it's, if it's my life and Wardy's life and talk about him and how he was my hero. And then I, he was my nemesis. And then, after racing and then you know him going on and almost winning the indy 500 in his rookie season then crushing everybody in supermoto and i mean just there's there's a lot to the story and it, whether it be with brock ron lachine or you know there, there's going to be a lot of different people eddie lawson mm -hmm. the list goes on and on maybe bubba schobert and, and things like that so i'm going to just bring my friends along and let's go ride and get, you get a peek behind the veil man that's an epic day. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine you didn't have you were able to fill all thirteen spots, and I guarantee you this will do nothing but gain momentum. I I think it will, because um, I'm just being real with people. And what was fun, what was a blast is that, you know, I used to do that show Epic Ride, and, and Todd Huffman made fun of me because every time I say it, at the end of the day, I made three new three new friends. But it's true. When you hang out with people, especially when you ride motorcycles with them, there's something about my motorcycle friends that last for lifetimes. Mm -hmm. Guys that I raced XR75s with, we still connect. You know, it doesn't matter what level or this or that. You go to the track. It was funny. You don't even talk to each other, but you have this bond of, of digging moto. Look at you guys. I mean, yeah. that, that, there, there you go. You know, you look at Mathis. You look at the, you know, all the guys do this stuff. It's moto friends. And the, the, it's crazy. The shit doesn't get old. Yeah, no, I just know, posted that. Like, it never gets old. Like, literally, I still love you know? talking shit about dirt bikes and yeah, have done it since I was whatever. Same with these guys. So, just like you, can't get away from it. I've tried. Yeah. No, hey, uh, one other thing, Rick. I went to um, the Terry Goods first International Motocross yeah. Museum, and you were the host um, there. And I, I sat it. I sat next to Bob Hanna at that uh, event. And uh, I tell I tell everybody because we we got our picture made with you and it's like the most nervous I've been and <laughs> and when I've got one of my friends here from and you're what forty nine yeah I'm forty nine it's not like so, you're twenty when you met no Rick. no so Girl, yeah I was man. I was forty eight I guess when that happened right so forty seven so um but I got one of my and you friends never here. called him he's pissed he's yeah Ricky never called me back man. yes bullcrap dude <laughs> no you weren't supposed to call me but. <laughs> I, but I just laugh because, you know, growing up, I rode a KX80, so I had to be a Jeff Ward fan. And my, my buddy sitting right here beside me, he had the 86 CR80, had to be an RJ fan, you know, or a Bailey fan, but RJ was the fan, right? So 
Um, but I just laughed because when I was like, ah, dude, there's RJ. So we, we got our picture made with you, and I look like I'm 12 years hey, old. Hey, RJ, remember that time you did a skit out? <laughs> I swear, dude, I look like I'm 12 years old in the picture because, you you know, you were, and you are still to this day, you're larger than life um, for so many people. And <laughs> But you got up on that stage, man, and um, you're really good at hosting things like that. I mean... You, you, it was unbelievable. It was incredibly interesting. I could have sat there for days listening to you. Did you enjoy well, that? Like, was that fun? It'll be honest with you, I, because here's why I enjoyed it. Dude, these guys are my heroes. Even mm-hmm. Hannah, when we bust each other's balls and he hated me and I hated him. But, but honestly, I, I, you know, I wrote the, I wrote a letter to him. Prick didn't, didn't respond for like four months because he thought it was junk mail. I'm like, who the, but where the fuck do you get handwritten junk mail, you piece of shit? So, handwritten uh, junk mail. So, anyways, so he call, he calls me. So I'll sidebar on this. So he, he calls me. He's like, "Hey, Johnson's hand." I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" He's like, "I got your letter. What do you want? A fucking blowjob?" I'm like, God, dude. I go, I go, so I go, I'm like, "I'll settle for I'll settle for a hand job, but I want to thank you." But because, I, anyways, what I wrote was. What what he meant to me. I mean, even I wanted to be like him because, you know, I I, I knew Brock and I went after Hannah because he he and Brock hated each other and Brock was my friend, but I also knew that Hannah was the number one guy and that maybe that's the formula. I needed to be a prick and I need and then then I was really bad in '83 and I realized you know I just need to be me. I need to be whatever that my version of me is. Not be a Bob Hannah. Not be Brock Glover. Not be Mike Bell. Not be the list goes on and on. And so, so we can friends. So back to to why I enjoyed that is that I get I get to I get to have like a private rap session with Keith McCarty, uh, Torsten Hallman. And I last one I did was Harry Everts, and yeah. you know the list goes on and on. And so I get to shit and chat with these guys. And and Hannah and, and Hannah's just he's just Hannah, you know. It's like you get up there. <laughs> And he's got a chair. He can't sit in the chair. He's got to stand and lean on the back. And I'm like, dude, why can't you just do what you're supposed to do? <laughs> right. And so then we get, we got, we even got to one point. And he's like, I said, so I asked him about something. He goes, are you going to let me talk? And so oh, I like sh- hand him the mic and I hand him the mic. I went and sat in his chair. I'm like, take it away. And, and being Bob is so charismatic. He just started telling stories and, and all that. So I enjoy it. And that's kind of, that's what I wanted to bring to, I guess that style is bring that to supercross and motocross and stuff like that. But yeah, it seems like I get these onesie twosie deals and, and I don't, maybe the network doesn't dig my style. I don't know, but I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. So yes, I love doing it. And I, I like handling people the way I want to be handled and be a host and, and don't go, yeah, well, you know, out there, well, when I, when I beat you, by one race, my supercross record, but no, it's not about that. As right. a host, I'm there to pull out of my guests as much cool stuff as I can get. Now, my experiences are my experiences. I need to share those with the, with the crowd as well. But this is about, that was about Bob Hanna or about Torsten Hallman or about Harry Everts or this or that. And what was cool is that these guys all just gravitated and, and leaned in and that's what made it cool. You know, like Garrett Wolsick when he was there, chased me around the damn stage. I'm like, okay, you're too close, buddy. <laughs> you're too <laughs> close. Like, I, was, I was, I was like a security blanket, and then like I kept moving the space. I kept moving over. I'm like, dude, you take the center stage. It's, it's about it's you. you, man. Yeah. And then he he kept he kept bringing me in, but no, I, I had a good time. It was great seeing you there, and and I hope Terry does more of things like that because 
our sport sucks when it comes to remembering the past. And it's not just me. You know, I watched that super motocross thing last year and I was bummed, man. They didn't even show, they didn't even mention Hannah. They mentioned the guys that were there, Stanton, Carmichael, which, hey, rightfully so. They're, they're awesome. They're studs. But, man, you can't talk about motocross and supercross and not no. mention the hurricane. No, and Just, I'm of, sorry. I want to talk about your experiences, and we'll uh, segue off of Bob Hanna, because when I think of lines in the sand and supercross, it obviously goes from, I guess, uh, Tripes to Hanna, the big, I mean, the godfathers of supercross, to you, then to MC, and then... Stu and whoever else is going to take a jet or whoever, but tell me about getting, I don't know if you knew at the time you were getting the torch literally handed to you because Bob was the face of Supercross and then they kind of handed off to you and a few other guys at that time. What was that even like? Did you know that was even happening? Did you guys know that, holy cow, man, we're, we're changing this sport? Yes. Um, and no one handed cool. me shit. I had to take it for sure. <laughs> so, so my, my dad, my dad, my dad, you know, God rest his soul. He's sitting, you know, he's sitting under the pier at Daytona. Um, uh, his his ashes, not him. Yeah, I didn't just leave him there. Wow, no, he um, You rode coast to coast. Yep, yep. I remember yeah, that. yeah, went to coast to coast. He, he and I took a final ride. Anyhow, he he would always tell me, "You you got to be the best. You got to be the best." I'm like, "Okay, okay Dad, whatever. I'm ten. Lighten up." And uh, <laughs> and so he would push me, and he was like, "No," he says. You have to be the best at everything if you want to be the highest paid guy. You have to be better doing interviews. You have to be better, you know, you have to be better this. You have to be better that. You have to have style. You have to have this, you know, everything. And so I started taking from everybody and trying to be that because, I mean, I, I my guys from San Diego, let, let's just take two of them, Marty Smith and Brock Lover. I mean, two, talk about two stylish individuals, good looking yeah. dudes, SoCal you know, just awesome and, and race like sons of bitches and trained really hard and, and for all the right reasons, they weren't just flashing the pans, you know? And so I, I, I said, I want to be the best. And, and I think that's where Jet Lawrence is right now. He wants to be the best. And people talk about, he's the smoothest rider ever. Yeah. He had a good day, but he didn't look so good in the mud. So, you know, whatever, <laughs> it, it's right. just shit happens, you know, but no, to answer your question, Kevin is, yeah, we knew that we were changing because it was just Supercross was becoming bigger and bigger and became a word. You know, the Super Bowl and motocross and, and that, and there's more indoor motocross. And then I don't know, everyone argues where Supercross came from. But all of a sudden it went from Super Motocross to Motocross, and now it's back to Super Motocross. But <laughs> but the, the, the thing was is that we were – the money was getting bigger. The advertisements were – they were using us. And, and I was a, one of the one of the guys, like, right with it, doing all these crazy ads, you know, if it was sitting naked on a rock, um, <laughs> if it was, you know, painting my face with Oakley, if it was, you know, whatever the case may be. They're like, you want to do it? I'm like, sure, why not, you know, because it, it was fun. I didn't take myself too serious. And if that was something that whether it would be Pete Fox or Ash from Life's Beach or Jim Gennard hiring a Hollywood artist to paint my face, let's do it. Was and, there ever anything you turned we, away? Yeah. Like, no, like, nah, man, I'm not doing that. No, stupidly, no, I didn't. I did it all. <laughs> even even break dancing, even break dancing, even On break Japanese TV. Like, oh no, they they're like we. They wanted to me to do. They, Dude, they were they they would like wanted me to do like a three minute just dance off. And I'm oh, like, sh- no. <laughs> I'm like, damn. So they're like, oh no, you you got it, you got it, you got it. I'm like, okay, well, well let's think of something stupid. I'm gonna act like act like you're bribing me and give me a little money and I'll <laughs> do a go. little 
a little ding dang zing zang spin around done and and even then man like if you could if you could live inside my body that like the embarrassment that i was feeling at the time like, oh god i feel like such an asshole break a dancer. I did it. time to break a dancer <laughs> We hear Ricky Johnson. Yeah, you break a chance, Ricky Johnson. Hey. $20. <laughs> $40. <laughs> like you're at some strip club or yeah, something. Yeah, this is all it's real like, stuff. Yeah, it's weird. Like some of you, if you kids that are younger, like everything we're talking about, there is a video and there's proof of I've everything. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen that too. You ever get in front of the mirror, RJ? I know you still got those. You got, those got some of those moves still because I do. I mean, how do you not? Yeah. No, I got I got some. You know, you, you, get me on, you get me on, you get, you get the right song. So, hey, by the way, speaking of those dance moves, I got I to gotta get start juicing up on my ad bill we're gonna have the life's a beach reunion the whole bad boy club all the guys are coming back so That's you're gonna see cool. some stuff from from 224 24 we're getting the whole band simos Thediasakis, uh everybody's we're doing a big we're doing a big ass private party so it's gonna be fun to get all the old, old guys back together we got to see some merch here. You need to do the whole Life's a Beach. I know there was something like uh, was Dash Rip Rock or what? What? Where does all that kind of? Where does that come from? I thought I saw some of that. Well, yeah, it's that's a long story oh, no. on on how on how they lost that and then who Lorenz uh, Robin Offner, who's Lorenz Offner, who yep. was LOP back LOP, in the day. Yep. Yeah, he he has the brand now, so mm. it's just they're just like they're just a licensing company. So I can, I'm gonna do some bad boy club merch just and you pay a certain percentage to them i mean i'm not gonna I'm not gonna get rich on or anything like that but i want to do some of my favorite stuff like the the old thin line bad boy club stuff but and but everyone thinks oh it's like fluorescent colors or punk rock no that's that's new way for one yeah. punk rock and bad boy club it was black and white it was more punk rock and and that and so Anyways, I'm gonna bring some of that stuff back. Um, and my, and what was kind of cool is um, Wes Kane hooked me up with uh, Rob Van Winkle. Yep. So we we've been talking and stuff. So he came and did <laughs> did a concert in Lake Elsinore. So my original Bad Boy Club jacket, <laughs> I wore it to the to his concert. And he's like, "Dude, that's <laughs> badass." And I, I, I put it on. That's I put awesome. it on him for a sec. And he goes, "Dude, this thing is so cool." And I said, "Just make sure it, it has a good home." And so I gave I oh, gave it to Robbie. Real. So so, so Vanilla Ice has my painted How sleeve cool Bad yes. jacket. Uh, he will appreciate that. Yeah, he, but, he's he's a he's a real OG. Himself. Oh yeah. yeah. But even like Kevin was talking about, you guys, you know, the passing of the torch, or you taking the torch for Supercross, you guys. But not just the racing, like you were talking about the ads you did, all the stuff. Yeah, the branding and all. Yeah, that. you that had never the, happened yeah. before. You y'all were on the leading that. edge of. The whole culture and what it looks of like motocross, in even till today, of you know, back before you guys came in, like people wanted their bikes to be pimp and their shit to look good and stuff like that, but not like it did after all of a sudden you guys came yeah. along. Like and all of a sudden, the you know it wasn't you weren't buying the gear, although you wanted the gear for function, but you weren't going to wear any damn wolf sport shit either because Ricky Johnson was wearing Fox yep. and hit, you know what I mean like. It really, you guys were on the forefront of the whole culture change of all of a sudden, now your bike's got to be super pimp. Your gear's got to be super pimp. You got to have the right haircut. That's right. You know what I mean? You got to be tan. You got to sit naked on a rock. With a parrot. The time we all all spent sitting naked on rocks just because of you, man. I got in so much trouble for that. That's just just part of life, part of of, of growing up. But also, part of high school. And that's where I. You know, I talk, I talk about that, that 
I was so blessed to be a part of that that generation because the bikes evolved. I mean, you that, that's I mean, all of a sudden you could get billet triple clamps and uh, aftermarket wheels and then plastic and then Technocell started making custom stickers. Like everyone's like, oh shit! Now <laughs> well, I could I could make my bike look like that and I could do this and so then everybody could could have their own unique style because back in the day, I mean, if you look, man. 98% of everybody wore Torsten Hallman pants, those bl blue with the yellow stripe, yeah, that's right. you know, yeah. with the AHC or something like that on it. And cause that's all there was. And then it just gave them JT and Fox and, you know, it, it just went on and on and on. And, and so it, it was, it was a great time. And also the motorcycles, man, I was part of the generation where I could break a motorcycle anytime I wanted. I could blow wheels apart, which happened to be an 82, but I could also do it at will. Like someone goes, oh, the, you know, we had a test with Yamaha. Mike Byer and I talked about that out at a place called Corona Raceway. And they said, oh, new wheel, unbreakable. And I said, okay. So I, I launched <laughs> okay. it. I'm talking, I'm, I'm like, I'm like literally 15 to 20 feet near to flatland. Boom. Blow the, blow the hub apart. Yeah. Like, oh, they're, they're breakable. But at the end of like 1986 and all that, Bikes were tough. I mean, you could occasionally break a bike, but it, they were they were strong and the air cooled, so they didn't the power didn't fade, and they had power valves, and then you know all of that. So we it was cool to be a part of that evolution of the sport because if you look at them now, they're fuel injected in their four cylinders. Yeah. Other than that, what do they got? We started upside down forks. We started linkage linkages, all that shit. Water now cool. is it better? Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah. All the water cool stuff. So every shit you see now, I was a part of that. I and a bunch of other blessed individuals were part of that evolution. You were part. You got to thank your parents for that too. That just because your genetics, you were a good-looking guy right at the forefront of the. You had the haircut. You had the hair. Yeah, if you'd you have been a bug. Jason Wygant, you, yeah. you're never gonna make it. Yes, right. That dude's <laughs> ugly as hell. Yeah. <laughs> No, no way. His hair is better than mine now, though. Hey, if you'd been white, we'd propitia. all still be wearing those Torsten Hallman pants. Yeah, you'd be wearing mismatched shit because he don't have a set of gear that matches. John and... still has your haircut to this day. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, never going to change my hair. John so. still has your haircut, and he was <laughs> voted best hair in his county. Yeah, he's got the belt buckle to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ricky, we, we asked David kind of the same question, and I want to uh, – do the same thing for you and don't go 20 minutes on each guy, but I'd love to know, just get your, your thoughts on all your yep. different teammates. Cause man, you had Brock Glover to Stan to Bailey Lachine to freaking Bob Hanna. Like Hannah. you might've had like, Probably you reached into the past and Barely. into the future with Jean-Michel and other guys. Like I'd love to know just your thoughts on all yeah. your different various teammates. couple. Okay. So let's start at Yamaha. I started out when I was there, I had a huge team. It was Mike Bell, Rick, Mike Bell, Rick forget, Pete Snortland, Jeff Hicks, Bob Hanna, Brock Glover, Mike Bell. You know, there was there was a quite a big flock. A Mike Bell was always the sweetest guy off the bike and the biggest prick on the bike. He would blow your legs out from underneath you, just take your ass out. Then after the race, go, oh, Rick, I'm sorry. Did I, did I mean Something to? I'm else. like, fuck you, Mike. You know exactly what you're doing. So, he, so I called him the silent killer. Then there was Brock Glover who was a pretty boy, but would do anything that he could to be the best. I mean, he was eating this just terrible. Cause I live, I live by him. I'd be down at his house all the time. And I was, I was always, I was always hanging around with him and he would eat the, you know, the terrible protein and be running all the time and training all the time. So I had that kind of, I had that influence, but 
to me, he wasn't gritty enough. And then I had Hannah, who almost got in a fist fight with my first Supercross in 1981. Uh, no, 82, 81. Yeah, 81. And then, but just a, was, was a prick. He was, um, Stuck to himself. He had like we talked with Bill McCarty and John Savitsky. That was his crew. That's and awesome. then later was Je- then then later was Jeff Hicks. Other than that, he wouldn't talk to anybody. You know, and that's just the way Bob was. He would get his little support guys and, and that. Then when I went to Honda, you know, I also had Dave and Johnny and then Mickey. Um, and and it was it was different. Mickey was on an island with Chris Haynes. I was on an island with with, with Brian Lunnis and and Johnny and David were 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 fricking frack and they hung out all the time. Their their girlfriends this uh, I think they weren't married yet. Their girlfriends at the time hung out. They played Yahtzee together and you know and yeah. just they were just kind of different. You know they were always training and always pushing each other and stuff like that. But but they were over to on their thing. Like we would share at the beginning of the season. You know like when I went to a pro circuit pipe because I wanted a smoother transition in into the power for Supercross. But other than that, you know, they had their settings and I had mine. Um, and also I had George Holland, who I, I love George Holland. I mean, he and I had been, he was younger than me, and I was a big fan of him when he was on R&D Suzuki and kicking everyone's ass growing up. But I, I d- can't not say one bad thing about George Holland mm. was awesome. Um, then Jeff, then I was the one that uh, told Honda they should pick Jeff Stanton because I would go ride at his house. And, you know, God rest Jeff's mom. She just passed away. Uh, was The Sand family treated me so good. He, you know, I was you know, the top guy at the time, and Jeff was just coming in. But we always thought we, we would hang out and talk. And so then he's, oh, come on back. So I would go back and stay at his house. We'd go train and do different stuff. And then I, but I saw how determined he was and how good he rode that piece of shit. I think 490 it was or 465 <laughs> or whatever. But he rode the hell out of it. And they're like, ah, but he's not super cry. He's kind of a fat kid, this, that. I'm like, Dude, I'm telling you, he'll go train with me, and he'll, he pushes hard. And so then I hurt my knee, and I said, hey, I'll train him. So he came out, lived with me, and trained. And, and Jeff, Jeff was the most unbelievable of my students, I would say, because it didn't matter what I did, he would do two more. Mm. If I did 10 push-ups, he'd do 12. If I ran this, he would. I would I'd sprint, stop, he would run another half a block. He, it, he was that determined, and it didn't matter. He took his all of his eating styles and just threw it in the trash and said, "If he, this is what he's eating," and changed his changed his diet. Worked my trainer Mike Douglas, and and he became a, a, a unbelievable champion. You know, obviously, you know we, um, you know I got hurt, and then I I was bitter towards the end of my career because I, you know, I wasn't getting the performance that I wanted and he was doing great and he was the top guy, but you know, that's, that's just the way, the way life went. And then during that time, right at the, towards the end of my career, like I think it was a lot, right. The last couple, couple races, I know I think it was 89. Um, I was sitting on the starting line. I'm watching the 125 main like I usually did, you know, I used to watch chicken and Schmidt and the different guys and watch their lines, see what they're doing. And I see this kid on a Kawasaki behind Ty Davis and the kid's so smooth, number 125. And I'm like, that kid's good. I mean, I'm watching his, he's not as fast as Ty, but I'm watching how smooth he is and his technique and he's impeccable. And so then Honda was going to come out with another 125 team. I said, you should hire this kid. His name's Jeremy McGrath. I think he's, he's the shit. 
Yeah. And I'm telling you, he's really, really good. Mm-hmm. So I went to Loretta Lynch and I met Jack and Ann. And so then they said, oh, yeah, here's 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 where Jeremy's staying at the Holiday Inn. It's pre-cell phone. So I called the hotel and I go, hey, uh, is this Jeremy? And he goes, yeah, who's this? I go, it's Rick Johnson. He goes, fuck you. Who is this really? <laughs> I, go, <"All> right. <laughs> I go, I go, it's Rick Johnson. I said, hey, I'm, I think you'd be a great addition to the team. And at that time is when the guys started No Fear. And my wife was working down there. We we had a couple, you know, we weren't even didn't even have kids yet, and uh, and so we got him hooked up with with No Fear when they first got when they first got started, and and obviously we know what Jeremy McGrath did. I mean, he he rewrote the record books, and um, it was awesome. And then I'll then I'm gonna finish on my my truck teammate Jimmy Johnson. Um, I. Uh, I knew Jimmy from before he was born. I met his mom and dad when, when Kathy was, was pregnant with Jimmy and I was 10 years old down speedway 117. And Gary was a mechanic at a place called lucky Yamaha. Uh, Kelly, I'll send you a picture of me with my lucky Yamaha jersey on, but um, I think I posted on my Instagram with Steve Walker, but yeah. anyhow, so Gary was my mechanic and Kathy was like my big sister. And then when Jimmy was born, then he started riding, and then I started coaching him. And then when I was 18, he was eight. I sponsored him on a 60 and an 80 out of Brona Oaks. And then he hurt his knee, quit racing that. And then when he was racing what they call super lights in, in the stadium race, I was racing crass, uh, the super trucks for Chevrolet. They said, we want to put make this a two-truck team. Who do you think? And so I, we talked first about Brock Glover. And then Jimmy, I introduced Jimmy to him. I, and he said, oh, he's only 16. I said, but I'm telling you, the kid will do anything. He's committed. He's dedicated. He's, he, he's good looking. He's smart and blah, blah. So they gave him a shot. And next thing you know, I'm going out to Daytona this year to induct him into the Motorsports Hall of Fame. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so awesome, after, his, after, his, after his seven, uh, I don't, it's not Winston Cup champions, but you know what I mean? Cup championships. Mm-hmm. And so I've been blessed to be around unbelievable badasses yeah. and and it and it, and it started with brock lover and because brock brock showed me so much i mean just I, I he he was he was like a big brother to me and he showed me that you could have fun but you needed to be serious and you need to work your ass off if you want to do this because nobody gives you anything in motocross and so I have to start. I have to start and finish the, this conversation of teammates with, with Brock Lovers, the one because he introduced me to Yamaha and gave me the shot. What about JMB? Was was he one of those weird? Oh yeah. I know we didn't talk about it, but like you were kind of on your way yeah. out when he was just getting in there. How different was that guy? Because you know, from the outside looking in, we had always heard he does his own thing and he just disappears and he's so much faster than everybody. Barely tries and he just left and he's like, I smoke your women and your by your championships. Like that <laughs> yeah, easy for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I like Jean-Michel. I got along great with him and because he understood me. California flat English, um, he could understand. He couldn't understand a damn thing Damon Bradshaw said. Uh, <laughs> Kevin sure. Kelly, he, he, he'd, have a hard, he'd have a hard time with your country gibberish. For sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and things like that. So, the, so that was that. Little things like I remember when, you know, laptops first came out and he got a Macintosh and he – figured it out with an English manual. It wasn't a French manual because they didn't really don't have one. He just did it. And then he would listen to certain songs and he would try to sing them to, to learn English. So he knew a lot more English than people knew. Uh-huh. Like we would talk quite a bit. It? 
Yeah. Hey, where are you going to lunch? <laughs> Why does he always sing, man? It's so weird. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of weird. He harmonized. What is this? Uh, fucking musical? Yeah. Uh, this, Every time he orders uh, at the restaurant. Sound of music? Yeah, hold the mustard. What? <laughs> hold the mustard. So but, 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 he, but he, I felt bad because everywhere I went, you know, they loved me. You know, I knew that they loved Jackie Mo- Ramon more than me in France. They loved Michele Rinaldi more than me in Italy. They loved Erica Bors and those guys when I was in Belgium. And they loved Dave Thorpe more when I was in England. But I, I, I ran a close second all the time. And the, so if I was racing against a country, man, yeah, they would boo me and flip me off and stuff like that. But then they go, oh, well, fuck, he's going to win. So let's cheer him <laughs> on. And they were good. They were, they were good to me. The American friends were pricks to him. Dude, we were, they were and the terrible. riders were dicks to him. And, and, and so that's that's why he got in and got out. I mean, he came, whipped everyone's ass and left. And he was weird. He, would, he wouldn't do motos. He would go play ride all day long. And his technique would do, was really weird. He would drag, drag the brake, and he would kill a set of brake pads every session. Uh-huh. Rear, rear brake pads every session, but he made it work, you know. And so, one of my most gratifying wins was beating him in, in '89. After I got hurt, I came back to Unadilla. He was three seconds yeah. a lap faster than being qualified. Three seconds. That's freaking. I was hauling crazy. ass. I was flying. They go, yeah, you're three seconds down. I'm like, nah, he's cutting the track. <laughs> cutting, There's no way. There's the no track. way. Dang. And so I watched him, and I'm like, okay, that little something figured out. I'm because I'm I did California style. Bart burns hard and it comes in and go bear and I was it was killing my 250 because I was about 180 pounds and he was about a, about a buck 50 if if that so he would spread the load around and not not hammer the turn so hard so I started adopting the style then in the race take off I'm in second he's the first three seconds six seconds nine seconds then it goes nine seconds eight seconds and I'm and I'm dude I'm I'm at supercross pace I am tongue hanging out i'm going as hard as i can but i know i'm in good enough shape to go two 45 minute motos wide open so i'm like he's gonna die that's there's no there's no fucking way this guy's as strong and sure enough eight five four two and then i'm like all right he's, he's playing he's playing me now so he's waiting for me to come up he's gonna sprint again so i made sure when i went by him i hit him really hard and pissed <laughs> yes. him off yes. so i'm like he's, he's gonna come at me so he's not gonna play a patient game i'm gonna pull him into a fight and he just gave up Wow. Second moto, he was dead. Cause, but he dominated every race that year except Unadilla. You look at the record books in in '89. He won every GP by damn near like a minute, and the only one that beat him was me. Hmm. So I was that was very that was very gratifying to me. Not because I have anything against Bale, but just out of respect. Same thing. When I beat David, I was really proud of that. Yeah. To beat David Bailey was unbelievable. Beat Jeff Ward. Beat Ron Machine. Beat, you know, beat anybody. It's not because I think I'm a dick, you know, it's just because, damn, I'm racing with legends, you yeah. know? Yeah, you face the, the baddest of the bad. Murderer's row of dudes. What, yeah. Give me your best day. Like, we, we've we talked about the best day of riding that Roger DeCoster ever talked about was Ron Lachine. He what mentions was, Ronnie at the 88 Motocross Donations. What was your day? Like, what was the lights out, blind speed, nobody's going to touch yeah, you Yeah, you knew it was your day. Not a chance. I had Daytona 88 that i was doing stuff at mock speed our bike was our bike our power on our 250 was better than everything and that's when we had the full hrc set up no pro circuit um pro circuit was good but it, it just made it smooth but it didn't give it a hard hit but in 20, you run around you're always over half throttle anyways 
So you're past that hit. So you're just eating the meat of the power. So running the HRC pipe, tested all week, ran Gainesville, you know, um, it just felt like a million bucks. And when I took off on that race, you know, the, the, those rhythm sections onto the, you jump onto the tabletop in the middle, that shit that Gary Bailey would design. A couple times I almost cleared it. I was going so damn fast. And and it was just, that was, that was, that was my day. And, and the USGP at Carlsbad was my day, but that really wasn't fair because that's my track. I, I could still tell you lines that nobody ever knew on that track because it was my backyard. There you go. 88 Daytona. Everybody has their day. And, uh, I, I I was curious about yours because I, I would have thought you probably had a bunch, but like that was just clearing above the one. Well, no, it, I had a bunch of great days. I mean, I um, Hangtown '86. Um, I was I was really fast, working really well with the bike, and felt really good and using the wind to my advantage. Um, hmm. Like it was freaking people out because the wind was blowing so hard, and then I got to where I really perfected the technique of when it was so. You young riders that are out there, if, if you're sitting and it's windy, you go off a jump and it feels like it blows the bike out from underneath you. People are like, hi, why, why does it blow my, my body over? Well, the mass of the motorcycle is bigger between the two, so it creates a sail and wants to push you. So what I started doing was going and whipping it into the wind. So it's like I would go up the hill, I'd jump up the hill, and I'd throw the bike out, you know, I'd, I'd, turn, I'd lean it to the right, throw it out to the left, and then it would blow me over to the right side of the track by the end of the moto i was jumping off the course with it sideways and blowing back across so i wasn't That's hesitating like playing wow. your slice so, <laughs> yeah playing exactly, your slice. 100 percent. you're exactly right and so so that was a that was a really good day for me and obviously i had you know as you're saying murder row there i had machine uh ward omera bailey glover you know everybody was there now let's talk about gear. Stuff. Talk about gear and your like. I every time I see you on a Yamaha, I like you without a chest protector. If I'm going to go just super gay here, like I think I just like the look without well, a chest. You've protector. been known to do that. I have been known, whatever, but I think that look the the all white on the Yamaha with that white Belmoto awesome. four was. Now of course, I mean it's the Yankees, the Honda. That's the Yankees team. I get it. Like that Yamaha, that look was awesome. So you just talk about gear because David Bailey can talk for five hours about gear and just special stuff and how he would pull something out and you'd be like, what the hell, man? What are you wearing? Like <laughs> he would blow your mind. Like just because it was so different back then, different sets of gear well, and style. Was, it was funny. It's funny you say that because during that, you know, he, we talk about 86 and he goes, yeah. And, and I show up and I got my neon gear and I'm like thinking I'm all bitching and I look good and he stuff. And I walk out and you got that blue kid on with your mask. Hey. Man, Ricky, I think we lost you. It better not be that phone situation again. Well, it just died, so I'm gonna call Ricky right back. Yep, we'll call him right back. Yeah. Okay, long as you're connected, man, I get real nervous. <laughs> yep. You may not know this, but we're a bunch of dumbass rednecks, and if if tech has a problem, we There's, have a problem. Yes, we are no tech support. <laughs> there we we're, we're, we're back. Really. So. We'll maybe see. it's on I mean, his end. Yeah, maybe. What if he don't answer? All right, all right one more time. Dude, just what? like that. So he, he comes just out, like thinks that. he's the shit, and he looks over at you, and he's like, oh, man, I'll see you that, and I'll he's raise like, you this. Oh, you got that. So the interesting story about that gear and that white gear that you're talking about was I was racing for Cinecilo, probably the ugliest gear ever made, um, but Cinecilo was the one that actually 
was I think making the original JT stuff and also making some of the Fox stuff with that. So they were, are you guys still there? Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. It got quiet again. I'm still, I hope you guys know I'm standing outside freezing my ass off for you. So I keep cell service. Anyhow. All right. So we're, we're, we're motocross or trophy nations. I can't remember which one the 500 was in uh, Finland. And this kid comes up with a notebook. It's a true story. And it's Pete Fox. And he introduces, hi, hi, I'm Pete Fox. I said, how's it going, Pete? I'm Rick. He's like, he says, hey, I want you to ride for us next year. I'm like, you're a fucking kid. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, well, my family owns Fox Racing. And he, and he opens this, no shit, hand-drawn with pencils in a case. And he even had the pencils in the little bag in, in the front. Opens Trapper it up. Keeper. And it's a, a white, yep, exactly. A white, a white gear with the black, red, and matching. Because he knew that Yamaha was going to in 85 mm. to to white and he says he says i think you're the most stylish guy in moto and i'd really like you in our gear and that's how it started and so in eight in 85 i went to fox my dad painted my helmets and he actually in one of them he incorporated a fox in which i can't believe bell let that happen but I had little foxes all the way around you know mm. the little in the little yamaha squares and oh. stuff like that and so oh, so that that's how cool. it started and then 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 they then then uh, it was Pete, and he was they they let him run loose in the art department, and Greg ran the other stuff, and and uh, old man Fox just Jeff just let him go, and he and I mean it's a lot of balls, and and but then they turned that company into something huge and sold it, and made a bunch of money. How 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 involved were you in some of the gear designs? Did they come to you and go, hey man, what do you think about this, or did you have a say in what you wanted to wear? Uh, Pete was always 10 steps ahead of me. You know, I, I when I saw it, I'm like, eh, or I like this or like that. But it, Pete, Pete was always, always on it. But what we did learn, though, is that if you lo- notice in my 86 and, and all the other stuff, I always wore something different mm-hmm. because, you know, if it was the light blue and gray or if it was the blue, light blue or the, you know, because the, I mean, the win on Sunday, sell on Monday was huge with gear it was the same thing if i wore a life's beat shirt and we had and we had a pat cox um ran what we called two hip at the time you know they sold only what i wore so if there was a picture of me wearing a bad boy club shirt they're like i want that shirt and same thing people wanted that gear that i don't know if they think there's power in it or whatever but like that blue gear took off and it's like well we gotta we're out of it i'm gonna put you in red yeah. Now wear the gray and wear the white and wear this and wear that. It's because back then, if you were winning, you were on the cover of magazines, you were in all the stories and all the stuff. And and kids, and you guys were little kids back then, real little kids, is that's what you did. You got the magazines, you looked at it, you're like, oh, man, that's cool. That's Red Bud or that's, you know, High Point or wherever, you know. Yeah. Not Morris, that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, it, I Bailey was a freak about it. I mean, he was – he he could design in fact he did design his own gear mm-hmm. you know and but he's real artistic that way i have good ideas but it, it, i i lose it in translation when i draw it so i need to have an artist and I, and I draw real stupid you know second grade pictures but they can figure it out and i can i can adjust it but i just can't yeah i can't put it i can't draw it myself i suck what about uh six flags david said you guys he wanted or you wanted him to, or he wanted you, or you wanted him to go out and watch Billy Idol the night before yeah. the national. There, there's only 104 degrees the next day. 
Yeah, it was it's hot. But dude, it's Billy Idol, so it's a true story. So we're, we go there to the press day. It's hotter than balls. I mean, it's just ridiculous hot. And so Kawasaki was sponsoring the event, and uh, and so I I went laid there. There was a PR lady at Six Flags. I said, Hey, is, is it possible to to meet Billy Idol? You know, I mean, dude, he was nineteen eighty. It was eighty five. Yeah, eighty five. Yeah, eighty five. And I, I mean, Billy Idol was, I mean, a legend. I mean, already just huge. And she goes, no, won't happen, blah, blah, She was kind of a bitch to me because I was a Yamaha guy. And so wouldn't <laughs> give me tickets, nothing. So this true story. So I'm driving back with uh, my mechanic, Cliff Lett, and we're pulling into the, like the Holiday Inn or whatever. And I go, would it be cool to meet the guy, see if he's a dick or what he's like, you know? And I'm not shitting you. As we pull into the parking spot and all the hotel rooms face out, who's walking right in front of my, right in front of the, with no shoes on, no shirt on, and like these bitching new jeans that were like snakeskin printed. <laughs> Billy fucking idol. Are and you I go, serious? No, I go, no way. And I, so I, I, I try not to, I try to act really cool. And I look, I go, oh fuck, he's going to the pool. So I run, run, run in, grab my life speech shorts, come cruising out. And he's sitting there and the whole band's there. The whole band is just oh. hanging out. Homeboys are white as a ghost, and uh, I was I was seeing some girl at the time down there, and so she comes out, and so he has a crush on her, and so I'm You're going, like, you hey. Yeah, just sacrifice. Oh no, I one. did. I I go, I, go, I, I won't, <laughs> won't mention names. I said I said I go I go here, you, and I told her I'm like I go go. She's like no, I like you. I'm like it's Billy Idol. It's freaking Billy Idol, Idol girl. Don't are you kidding me? And. Uh, so we hung out and chatted the whole time. So here's here's here comes the capper. So <laughs> we go, and I'm like, man, we have way in the back. It sucks. And so I go to sneak up, and we we get up towards the front, and 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 this girl's screaming at me, yeah, you you're taking cuts, blah blah blah. I'm calling security. I go, shut up, get on my shoulders. So I grab this other girl, put her on my shoulders, <laughs> and we're like three three rows from Billy Idol. Who do you think was backstage with Billy Idol that night? The girl that I oh John <laughs> how awesome is that uh, <laughs> but then but then the next day it was so hot and then the, the thing that I remember from that is Keith Bowen handles on 250 Bowen's on 250 and Bowen crashed I don't yep. think he tried to take him over but he smashed Hannah's hand and broke his hand on the step up and I'm yeah I'm so I'm still I'm sitting there Brian Lunas comes over it's grabbing Keith Bowen like he's gonna kick his ass and then Ron Heben grabs him and pulls him off and I'm thinking, you know, let you know, let him go. I don't want to see this shit. And, yeah, uh, that's right. But, but they, I remember people didn't come around the last couple laps, and a couple people almost died. It was it was gnarly. Because remember, 45 minute motos, guys. It was oh, yeah. in the south in July. Two. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yes. Hey, so I, that was the track. My dad actually promoted that. So I watered for days. I was 13 at the time, watering the track. Me and my brother helped put pennants up. My dad then built this track. My mom worked there. My dad went to school with the VP at Six Flags. So anyway, he promoted that race. And he remembers, I, he's talked about that very moment whenever Bob crashes and Bob's yelling at my dad when he's picking up the bike. And he get, my dad goes, you know what? Pick up your own goddamn motorcycle. And he threw the bike down, just walked away and said, you have it, dude. He's like, Bob's a dick. That's awesome. Hey, talking about that Billy Idol, I met Billy Idol this year, right? And he, he was dating that same that girl. girl. Same girl. And, uh, <laughs> so, I, but I literally, he was. Uh, he was I swimming was, out of pool. I was with my wife. No, but we said, no. I said, yeah, I, I saw you. You know, I was kind of fanboying out. I mean, he's still cool as shit, Billy. I don't, and 
ripped yeah. too. Like at 137 years old, he is just shredded. And 137 pounds. And so. No, exactly. 130 pounds. He's tiny. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> tiny. And I was, I said, well, you know, I saw, I said, you were one of my first concerts I ever saw at Six Flags Over Georgia. And I said, but it was so hard the next day because you were the night before the big the national motocross. And he sat there and he looked and he goes, Oh yeah, mate. I remember that. He goes, I remember being there before the motocross and after that. And he said it was so hot the night after the show, they all jumped in the lake at Six Flags. Oh, right the where the, yeah, the screen machine. Yeah. That's a true story. Wow. He said my whole, my whole, uh, all my roadies and everybody, we were swimming in the lake. And so. right, try swimming fucking leather pants, mate. That's yeah. impossible. <laughs> Jesus, dude. And you know that's Fulton County water, so I'm yeah. sure it's skank. That's yeah. right. That's right. That yeah, is so. It, it, it's clean. Yeah, yeah. Like hypodermics. Like, uh, leeches. Cool. Yeah, leeches suck all over you and shit. That's yeah, right. That's we're cool. Good. Like that's John so J. funny. Rambo, it was dude. hot. I think we had the trophy like. Anyway, Ron Lachine's trophy from one of those years, and I remember because we, we made them. But I remember that, uh, Jeff Ward laid out getting an IV. I mean, when I saw my heroes, like they were worked after that race. Forty-five minute motos. Dude. It had to have been over a hundred. It, it was one hundred three. It was one hundred three. Is what I remember the number in my head. Afternoon. Dang. Yeah, that's. Fr- you humidity is yeah. like seven hundred percent. Did you ride any rides? Did y'all just go like in between motos and hit Thunder River or something in yeah. your ears? <laughs> you cool yeah. off. No, I love. I lay I laid there and prayed for air conditioning, good. But that was back when you're like, oh, you had to acclimate yourself. So I didn't sleep. Oh. I didn't sleep with air conditioning on. I didn't put air conditioning on my that's car. So now I'm finding gnarly. out that that's that's terrible for you. But that's anyway. right, you did it, man. You lived like you're in the 1800s. And dude, man. I, I'm guessing where y'all stayed. You're talking about Holiday Inn, which was the next exit up Fulton on Fulton Industrial. Industrial. That was the. Sketch, I mean, dude. it was sketchy. There's a lot of truck, lot lizards. You go there right now. That's a good place to get killed. Yeah, if you want to go die, that's the spot. But it's still there. That hotel's still there in some capacity. Yeah, it's like a storage place now, I think, if it's the same it's one. It's like that or a Days Inn. Just, it was a real high-quality place. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the Holiday Inn at that time a- had a bar. My dad and them would drive, and they would kick it at that bar. That was the only bar for 10 miles, ra- 10 mile radius. At least. True story. To, yeah. So that was the spot. So it wasn't a bad spot then. But, wow, man, I love hearing stories about that race because I, I was so involved in the race and sweating watching you guys and the guy that uh, – Hit a spectator. I think Mark Crozier hit a guy in the head, and he died. And they tried to sue us. And I don't know if it was Keith Turpin or somebody that that passed out in the back. I can't remember. Somebody in the 125 race because we're still on the start line. Michael, like, well, for the love of God, drop the gate. I want to go. Yeah. And they they they're like there are people unaccounted for. They're like, well, <laughs> that's not good. Dude. I don't know if it's Keith. Riders are unaccounted or... for. Yeah, Jesus it was dude. crazy. It like was missing it was in action, like. It was very hot. POW. Yeah, they did it. Like Jeff Russell did a trail sweep around the back the whole yes. thing. <laughs> There's three guys. Who's riding here? sweep? Right. Jeez. Yeah. That uh, that's Ricky. I know you've hashed this a million times, but can you quickly tell uh the the damn tension on that '87 motocross donations between Hannah and and oh, yeah. the team? Hannah did not want to be so, part of the team, I guess, or whatever. Well, so yeah, so. It comes down. He was pissed off because he's on a 125, and I, and I just, I honestly wanted to say, bro, you're nowhere in the same zip code as me on a 250. You're just not. I'm sorry, <laughs> but the times have changed. Yeah. And they don't make a 500, so that puts you on a 125. Then the prick gets a works bike. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and but so we go there. So for, so first we go to practice up by. Uh, John Savitsky and Viva Forte's place, uh, not Pont, not, uh, not Pontsatani, um, Sh- Shikalimi, Shikalimi Boat Rentals was where it was at. So there's a place in Pennsylvania we were road. 
and I ended up eating shit and scratching myself up trying to clear this little stupid thing that I didn't need to do. But uh, Hannah would always park away from us, and he would always go, "Oh, you guys are thugs. You know, you act like you like each other." And I'm like, <laughs> "I do like Jeff. I mean, I, I mean, I have to beat his ass, and he has to beat my ass when it, you know during the season. But now we're a team, you know." And so, literally, if you go, if you look at photos, there's Wardy's on my van, box van, side by side, and down like a friggin' 60 feet, this Hannah's over there by himself. And he just, he was just, that's the way he was. But I think he needed friction to to win. To he, rise up. And, yeah. and, and, and he really didn't know any of the, the European guys he's racing against to hate him. So he hated. So he took that anger towards Wardy and I. We didn't care. It's just like having a yappy dog. You know, you just guy just gonna bark. <laughs> oh, it's no big deal, right? You know. And but so I sat up there. I'll never forget. I, I'm standing up on top of the, of a trailer with Doc Metzger, and I watch. And Wardy comes around the first turn of the 500, and his goggles get blown off because he's wearing an open face with Oakley mask. And I go, oh shit. I mean, he's starting the moto with no, no goggles, and then Hannah goes down screw you it doesn't come out and i'm like oh like so i literally thought um, i just go i I look at Metzger and i go i have to win both motos you know and i'm racing against gabors and you know a lot of really 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 good mud riders and i'm like i have to win i just have to win And, and i'm 185 pounds so that doesn't help you know when the bike weighs the bike weighs damn near 400 pounds with the mud on it yeah but if you watch I, I kind of, uh, you know, I got uh, two damn near hole shots first place coming around. Even in the five hundreds, I was still right in the mix, and I just the mud was terrible. But I just said I'm just not gonna submit to it. Just like if it's Jeff Ward, you know, or David Bailey, uh, I just I have to be better. That's I, I have to be stronger and and be, be and don't let it don't let it beat me up. And it was a t- it was tough. Almost got stuck a couple times, which there were bikes stuck all around the track and that. But but we ended up we ended up winning and um, put it together in the second two motos. Hannah came back and kicked ass in the in his I think in the 125 uh, 250 moto. He mm-hmm. crushed it. And then Wardy and I <laughs> we were sitting there. and I'm like I'm like okay we we got to win this race. We got to win this race. So Wardy and I come around and Keys Vanderman's out in front of us. And like, you know, you do the first turn and the second uphill sweeper yep. and we're coming in the next turn. I look at Wardy and I give him a, like a nudge, like with my head, which I'm doing right now, like, like, go ahead. Yeah. And he looked at me and he goes, go, he looks at me, he goes, go ahead. Oh, like, shit. All right. All right. I'm going at it. Here it goes. So I went, after, went after Keys Vanderven, who was just so smooth and just so, te- I mean, just riding mud so good. And I'm just feet off the pegs, pinning it, going around the outside. I get by him. <laughs> just being a complete dick i come around a corner i stop and then i feel him boom i feel him hit me and then i go and i roost his goggles i look back (laughs) okay there's three tear offs i come around the next corner get him in the rut slow down a little bit coming in stop boom (laughs) okay goggles are off i do this two more times he ain't gonna be around yeah so then i did it a couple more times he had to pull his goggles roost him then then i started hauling ass and we won the we won the moto and the championship, and they ended up going to going to the White House to see one of the greatest presidents ever, Ronald yeah, Reagan. Yeah, Ronald Reagan, man. Ned Redway, got remember that from little tiny Ned Redway put that together from AMA. Wow. And we got to go see it the same days as the, as the Minnesota Twins, and the day after the big uh, stock market crash because I thought we I thought they were going to cancel on us, but wow. Anyways, 
God, I I, I, cool shit, huh? No, you've done some stuff. You have man. done some cool shit. I, I just think it's so wild that they took the 1976 125 national champ and said, Today's hey man, your day, bro. I think it's time you to put you on the it. team. <laughs> 125. It's just so wild, man. Oh, it's wild. Well, it was it was more of a Unadilla thing because he was fast, sure. even on the on the Suzukis. You know, when I beat him, you know, in I think it was eighty, was it eighty seven, no eighty eight, eighty eight. I beat him. He was still got second on the Suzukis yeah. and stuff. So he was he, he was quick at Unadilla. That was his he, track, he, I guess. And, and that and yeah, and that was the thing. And also the. the the fans support the open bikers and the Focky racing, you know, yeah. Bernardo and, and all those guys, they loved him. So, uh, and, and, and Hannah fed off of that. So it was, it was a win-win. I, I mean, I'm, he was a prick as a teammate, but I, I, I'm, I'm honored to say that, that he, Wardy, him and I were all on the same team and, and brought it home again. Yeah. Pretty amazing for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, Hey, what about, so are you going to promote your, um, your next ride? your is that going to be a instagram release or what how are you going to promote that next uh so yeah i'm in the process because you know i'm just so freaking organized um is that i've been looking at different ways that i was going to do this what i was going to call it and how i was going to do it and stuff like that and then i finally just said i'm pulling the trigger i just need to do it because i'm i'm wait, i'm waiting for people to to support me and everybody's looking at me like okay oh yeah whatever you know yeah everyone's asking us for free bikes and stuff like that so so um, I, I, I got Anaheim late. And then I, as I said, I, I started promoting that and then I had a couple of people pull out. So I said, you know what? It's just not right. Okay. I'm not going to force, I'm not going to force Anaheim to, uh, I'm going to do a Paula national. Okay. So I'm going to set that up to where we go out there, talk to Davey Coombs and get a motorhome spot. So we can all ride out, ride our bikes out there. I got oh, it. That's all awesome. part of the trails and stuff where I go out in the Hills oh. so that we can, well, you can watch the national. I'll get pit passes, walk people through, check stuff out, walk practice, do go do the race and then, then do some riding down in the desert and yeah. stuff like that. And then also going to do uh, a Utah. So I wanted, I want to experiment with a, a multi-day ride because it's a long ride up there it, you can do it on highway, but I don't want to do that. No. So I, I plan, I plan out a route. That's all I cross a couple of highways along the way. And I think I do one highway for 10 miles or something, but mostly but dirt. <clears throat> most, well, a lot of asphalt, a lot of just country roads. Oh, okay. Cause you got to be careful yeah. on dirt. Yeah. Back roads. Cause you, you draw people, you, as soon as you put them on dirt, the, the chance of them crashing goes up about oh, 800%. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Big, <laughs> heavy dual it's, sport, it's, man. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the venture bikes are heavy, but they're really cool on that. So, so that's going to be one of them. And then I'm just starting to put my program together as a, and also I'm going to be working with some sci-fi company. Can't say who yet, but um, okay. going to do stuff where we do a three day tour in SoCal, ride a whole day, go down to, we have a house down Ocotillo Wells, take the side by sides and do a whole day of stuff where I take, where I train special forces guys and stuff. Oh, yeah. um, and then do a whole day on side by sides, show them the desert, and a bunch of different routes uh, over to Salton Sea, have lunch, a bitch in a taco shop, they come back and then take it for more of a ride all the way up through Joshua Tree and all that. So mm. I want, I, I'm taking the attitude that my dad gave me when it came to racing. I said, Dad, we need to go do this national or that national. And he's like, he's like, son, if you can't whip everybody's ass in your own backyard, why would you go to their backyard? Because you're going to get your ass whooped. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, but dad, do you realize that everybody's in Southern California? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like your backyard's everybody. different than everyone else's. And so, um, yeah, so I, I want to, 
I want to be close to home. You know, I, I don't dig the politics in California. I don't like a lot of the shit that's going on, but it's my home. Yeah. The, where, where we live and, and I love it. I, I, you know, I don't dig the taxes, but you know what? I'm 59 years old, so I'm well past. It's not midlife. Right. <laughs> it's know, end so, of life so crisis. Enjoy, yeah. Exactly. End of life crisis. <laughs> and, and I dig riding and I want to share my, share my 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 experiences and how i'm what i'm doing to ride and how i'm adapting with my fused wrist and my re- replaced knee and all that different stuff because i'm yeah. not the only one that's had the shit beat out of them so get people back on bikes having a good time and and show them socal so sure. the invitation's out if you guys want to come go for a little ride uh, that's why i keep uh, asking i just see it in john's eyes <laughs> that we're probably going to show up your door like next week and uh be ready. We're going yeah, to probably like me, Tuesday, four thirty. Yeah, we're here. We're here. Let's go, run. <laughs> Let's go do it. Yeah, that's why we're asking, though, man. It's it's interesting, and we're going to ship it. Hey, when a container shows up at your house, just be cool. Yeah, just put it in a bikes. space that doesn't really get in your way. Yeah, it'll be cool. There's nine yeah. motorcycles in there. Well, at least at least you, at least you guys are coming like that. Most of my friends show up. And go, hey, helmet, goggles. Yeah, pants, where, where's bike? our stuff, Rick? We <laughs> need our stuff. Yeah. Yeah, where's, oh, our, where's our kit? I'll wear that Belmoto 4 on the wall there. That's perfect. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I like that blue and white stripe. I, I want to wear yeah. that one. Well, dude, yeah. thanks you, thank you yeah. so much for uh, making some time for and us. And freezing to death for and us. And freezing outside freezing for us. for us. And the open invitation to show up at your house at any that time. That is the biggest part of this call. So we, <laughs> we no, really appreciate I'm, it. I'm, I'm, and I don't, I don't say shit that I don't mean. I'd love for you guys to do it and experience it because you're going to talk about it. Yeah. You know, no and, and one of your five, one of your five listeners might want to go on a tour. Boom! I gotta exactly. tell you, nailed it. You, uh, given John and I, Kevin, you know he, we, it's hard to drag him out anything because he's so antisocial and oh yeah, but, uh, just scared to talk to people. Don't yeah, ever talk to people. These dudes do shit like they but, go everywhere. Yeah, offering uh, John and I to come ride with you—that's a problem. We'll go ride. Yeah, we're yes. <laughs> we yeah, we're get, all coming yeah. out for Mammoth, so I'm sure we can line that up. I announced Mammoth, and I'm sure they're going to come out for yeah whatever. So you know what. I was just talking to David Barrett. You guys know David, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, David Barrett, his grandfather started Mammoth and stuff. And so David has a house down there. Actually, when his dad, granddad passed away, Dave McCoy, yep. uh-huh. uh, he bought his house down below. So actually, Mammoth is going to be one of my tours. Ooh, I, I don't wow. know if I want to do it on, on Moto Weekend, but it might be kind of a cool Dude, thing. That would be epic. I, I don't want to take away from that, but during the week. I'll, yeah, there's that split where the mini bikes are. Yeah, racing there's practice stuff. days and there's vet and all that stuff, dude. You would, you would absolutely. That's turnkey. They're already there, dude. Yeah. If you line it up with vet, like the vet dudes are going to be probably your clientele or a dad of a mini kid. So there's there those dudes are there. I think so. you could win either time. Yeah, but we, the, the mini bikes might be a good time. Let us to, know how we can help. Like I said, I announce that every year, and not that we're going to be you there. there we'll come right. They're coming to race you. the we'll stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, they'll do trail sweeps for you. So yeah, anything we can do to help you with that, dude. I I love that place. Oh, I think we lost him. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, thanks for ha- thanks for coming out, Rick. I think he just hung up. I think he's, he's, he's he probably over, got dude. hypothermia. He probably got freaked out because we're. You know, I'll, this, I'll, I will call him just wrap could, it up though. If he, I, yeah, I absolutely. If he he could feel how excited we are, the fact that we just got invited to go ride with Rick Johnson, <laughs> RJ. Yeah, where we invited ourselves. We do that. We invite ourselves to his New Year's Eve party. No, Your call that. has been forwarded to an he automated oh, he's square He's, button he's over, ass, bro. Dude. He invited us first. Yeah, okay, he did. Yeah. We might have to rewind. And then he, and then he just said, I'm that. serious. Okay. I'm serious about that. It, yeah, it, he did. I think you're right. You can come anytime. Okay, I'll see you next well, week. Well, I, I just hate that you've pissed RJ off to this I level. I can't believe it. Dude. So, so as soon as the answers go, all right, well, bye. 
Your call has been forwarded Did he to square an I bet it point. went dead. I mean, is it possible Something. that I mean, he he's been on the phone for an hour or so? That yeah. he doesn't I will text hate him us. and say thanks for, for yeah. hanging out with us for sure. So for sure, man. I those stories never. We get still old. didn't get into anything. Not really. It's well, all it's surface. It's freaking RJ, you could talk to Tip him for of six the iceberg, months. Iceberg, man. I know. It's, we don't do shit. We can talk about Moto forever. Much he's less. got so. I mean, he's raced a million times, and, and he's, he's won raced a million things. Yeah. He's been successful in all forms of motorsports. I'm, I'm stoked he's come back to Mammoth. He's like one of the OG legends yeah, that brought he used that to race. Go there. Yeah, during the middle of the nationals, and it would Just be let's oh, let's Mammoth. go race fucking Ricky Johnson this weekend. He's leading the outdoor champ. That does not happen. No, like the years I've been going, we we would get like uh, I think Weston Pike popped in mid series, mid year. That's about the it highest very, level we have. Yeah, that's rare. Legit dude. dudes, because yeah, I mean it's. June dead of the yeah, nationals. Nationals, man. Yeah, let's just go ahead. I'm gonna take my off weekend up and go and go ride with race some, some that guy that wants to kill me. And he's gonna wash out in front of yes, you, and you're gonna go over exactly. the bars and just be all wadded up. Yeah, but sorry. You guys got to do that race. I know. I know. I tell all the East Coast guys, man. Like you can tell them you need to do it until you do it and see. It is special, man. It is. I mean, you're, the, the you track's race, not hard. No. What makes it hard is that you're at nine thousand feet. Right. There's no air, and so if you're not in shape, what is there like three, four doubles maybe at the? It's all tables, rollers, I, and I looked lap. at the track and then jumped every single thing on the first lap, and I'm not a big like jumper. It's yeah. just an easy track. Yeah. The bumps do get big on that first downhill coming out of the first turn. Yeah, it's it's the big one where we announced it starts it's becoming choppy. a little scary. It gets, right it gets moderately rough. Nothing like, but it's Chicago very or, steep. No, it's not the biggest bumps you've ever seen, but it's you're, it's very steep. And so then all these bumps, you know, all it takes that one kicker that mm-hmm. throw the rear wheel up, and now you and there's can't a get perfectly the rear placed tree at the very bottom on the left and boulders with boulders and Tons all of kind boulders. of shit to hit. And it's you won't hit any of that. It's iconic. It's like Loretta's. Nothing changes on the racetrack. It's basically the same deal, the same starting gate, same everything. But you will have a smile on your face. Oh. Whole, I did the whole yeah. time. The scenery is just epic. You can see the ski slopes from the starting line. Yep. Jeremy sure McGrath will ask you, hey, man, are you in this practice? Jeremy will be there every year. Uh, Jeff Ward comes and hangs Matasevich. out. Matasevich. Yep, Matasevich. He and was there when I was there. We're going to have to start sleeping at the Troy top Lee's of Kennesaw there, Mitch Mountain. Mitch Payton. Yeah, we got to start Mountain. doing altitude, altitude training. Altitude training. Work, yeah, you got to work your way up. Yeah. So we'll so. start it on the top of K- Kennesaw Mountain? Yep. Just find I bet that thing's one. like 200 feet. Yeah, it's probably 200 feet tall. A couple yeah. weeks later. Yeah, that'll get us and to start, I'm just going to start sleeping on my roof. That's yeah, the, that, that's that'll get start. you ready that's, for Kennesaw That's Mountain. higher than where I've sleep now, so it's just altitude Perfect. training right there. Perfect. See, dude's always got a plan. Yep. He never fails. It looks like Mammoth is going to be the spot for y'all to get this ride in with Ricky and a race and the mountain bike, the whole deal. I got a mountain bike out there? Yeah, dude, I already could barely ride a motorcycle. No, we get e-bikes, dude. I don't care. I'm fine. I'll do whatever y'all yeah, say. You can, like, man, I, you mean I gotta have even more fun? That's <laughs> bullshit, dude. That sucks. I can't believe we're gonna have to ride with Rick Johnson. I mean, this sucks. Yes, man. I mean, yeah, John Tomac wants to go ride tomorrow. If y'all want to go do that, you know, I'd be nervous. I'd want to be on my 450. You if hear I rode the the with Tomac? bikes with Tomac? The yeah, dumbest kid thing about that is how many times have y'all raced Ricky Johnson in your head when you were like. 14 years old. I told you, dude. We used to jump stuff and be like, RJ. Two hip would do Yeah, like Kobe. <laughs> like, it's I RJ. Swear to I can you, remember man. being on my KX80 and like, like riding laps in the woods near my house and the little circle I had and just having like a whole race in my head. Yeah. For like sure. I was right in the middle. Sure. Or you'd get those images from motocross action. I remember one at Washougal. Um, RJ is taking the typical line through the turn, and Ward had went wide and squared it off. So I had this one little turn down in the woods. About. You do? Yeah. 
I, I had this one little turn in the woods, so I created this other line where I would go out wide, square it off, and come back through. And that's the only reason I did that yeah. was because of that picture. I remember know? having like races on my kegs of like in my head, and no, like I'm chasing them down the whole time, announcing in my head. You know that's what I mean? So like, hilarious. You know. I think you'd be thinking about like what's on TV tonight. Jason B talked about racing sometimes. He's like, man, I wonder if the Cosby show's on tonight. Yeah, man. Bill Bill Cosby seems weird, man. I don't know. There's something I get a weird feeling about him. Like that was forty he knew years it, dude. before he it. knew. <laughs> he licks him lollipops all weird, man. I don't know what gear I was in, dude. I was worried about what came on CBS. This pudding tastes funny. Yeah, this pudding is ultra weird. Yeah, so I I just uh, I think if that if you could line all that up into one trip, mammoth, mountain bike, e biking around June Lake or one of the other million lakes, it's beautiful, uh, adventure rides with RJ, and Can't, then good luck topping that. Paula National, if you could time that too. I mean, and I don't do, know if it times out. I don't remember like when Paula is. I, I mean, I would take I mammoth. Know. I would do mammoth that whole deal. Over if I could time out that whole week with a ride with RJ, I would just sacrifice myself off of El Capitan at Yosemite. Just, just you know, die. Because you're dude. not going to top that week. Nope. Just call it. Just What's be Nick like, doing? it's he good goes, life, man. This is it, baby. Steph, I love yeah, you. I'm out. I'm going to FaceTime you all the way to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be not nice. Take care yeah. of the dogs all the way down. Take care <laughs> of the dogs. Don't forget to do this. <laughs> <laughs> What a dick. And most important, yeah. here's where and all the money is. And above all else. <laughs> here's where all the money is. Right when you hit the ground. You'll never get it if you don't. I'm not diving off no mountains just because I rode with RJ, though. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask you to do that. But you know I'd constantly I'd be like, hey, Ricky Johnson, hey, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, can we stop talking? Like, dude, we've only rode three miles. You stopped me nine we're times, We're never going to get anywhere, guy. Stop. We're going to have to You just show right. up, and he's like, where's your bike? Well, I was gonna ride with you. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he's holding on to Ricky. Like, you're holding on to keep your face shut open so you can hear me. You're talking in his yes. ear the whole time. Yes, I love riding. Yes. He's like, yes. Yes, Hannah I remember was a you dick. from the museum. Yeah. Yes, yes. Lachine was the baddest when he was on. Is that <laughs> urine? Are you still nervous? You a little squirt of urine? I can feel it. Weirdo. Did you just pee on me? <laughs> Weirdo, man. That's weird. Quit <laughs> holding on to me so tight. Stop me, like, Kevin. If I have to ride another mile with Ever. your buddy's erection in my back. Yeah. <laughs> and we get a call. like, hey, man, I'm going to need to ride home. Ricky kicked me off the bike. Dude. He's <laughs> yeah. not I'm just out in the middle of nowhere. Right like, between June Lake and just walking up. He comes walking up with a, holding his helmet with a smile on his face. I had fun. Like, he just walked 12 miles. <laughs> yeah. I rode with RJ. With it was a pretty good day. I don't know why. Well, where did he went, go now? Well, it didn't he got, end right. He got yeah. pissed and kicked me off. But <laughs> I don't I care. I had a blast. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Still fun, man. Still RJ. I still stabbed my boner into his back. <laughs> I, I don't think I'd get a boner. I no. think I'd be happy to see yeah, it, Rick, man. but not like that. I, I hope not, that. weirdo. Yeah, not like that. Whatever. <laughs> you wrote a KD80. Shut up. That's what I this thing about, when he to. said something about drawing a motorcycle, talking about gear, he could. Oh. I almost said, so like do you KDA? think you can draw a KDA? Oh, yeah. Every queer can draw one of those. What? <laughs> Come on, man. I wanted to ask him if he thought Kevin could like win what? the GMA Supercross Championship. Nope. I couldn't if even If he ran that, that parallel universe right next to Ricky Johnson. Nope. Nope. You were the Jeff Ward of the KDA. You wouldn't want to race the GMA Motocross Supercross, I mean, Motocross Series, because then you'd have to live with getting beat. The whole time. Like, you'd have to lose that. Super oh, he guy. would lose that championship, too? 
Yes. So he wouldn't become gay in my Supercross champ? It would be like like there was a guy that was a pro boxer that was a gay guy. Oh! He, don't hey, hit me. Listen, oh, this was recently, like last year. Okay. And a boxer, guy, dude. It, pro, a pro. Was he not like slapping? Bitch ass. Bitch? Yeah. He beat the living shit out of this guy. You're yeah, like, because of all the, because his dad wouldn't accept him. Yeah, he, this is for dad. It's like when Prince falls, yeah. mom, when he goes and gets his mom up. Yeah, when he, his dad hits him, making mom. banana pancakes. Dad, <laughs> dad. runs over there. Yeah, yeah. Dad, <laughs> dude, that's he takes a pretty off on good that, Prince. On that right gold wing, he goes, <laughs> he gets that Mickey Diamond head speed dude. wobble, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I love. <laughs> all right, let's cut it right here. You guys good with the end of this thing? As long as you text RJ, dude. I, I don't did. need him walking already around did. town wanting to kill He's us. He's doing push-ups they right now. up on us. Look at that. Perfectly <laughs> timed. Hit those sponsors real quick before this okay, thing Okay, helmet skins, lever skins, skintiment lotions. Don't forget that. And rhino skins, pork skins. Lamb skins. Your mom's skins. Shirts versus skins. Skin skins.